doctor reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Then, folks, uh, yeah, it's only been a few hours since I did the last stream, and uh, straight back to it, straight onto the uh, throne of Grift. And uh, we will be talking to Commander Rixie today, going over some uh, well, it's actually pretty crucial data. Now, um, <laughs> I should have zoomed in first, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know how it is. Uh, let's do this. And let's bring him up real quick. Um, so, whilst I, whilst I wait for Commander Rixie to join the <laughs> Zoom call, uh, I'll sit here and, uh, yes, listen to Kate Kadina in the chat. Listen. Hey, Charles Rixie declined the meeting. Why? You hit the wrong button, Charles. <laughs> Do it again. Hang on, do I have to close that? <laughs> Wait, I'll invite him again. <laughs> if that works. Ah, the joys of uh, streaming. Not having a production crew. <laughs> the crime of it. It's it's a shocking. 
<laughs> why, why can't, why, where's my uh, makeup lady as I've uh, got acne all over my forehead? <laughs> Eczema. I don't know what else. I don't know. My, my skin always gets a bit funky in the winter. I think I, I, I blame the uh, paraffin heaters drying out the air. And uh... <laughs> Where's Rixie? Oh, he says two minutes. Hold on. Oh, I guess I can uh, shoot the uh, shit for uh, two minutes now. What can I... Oh, how can I sort of preface today's uh, stream? Yes, big boy. Hey, boys, that is working. Alex, behave. Go watch down to them. Leave them alone. Live stream, folks. Uh, there, there is a, uh, there is a, yeah, Prometheus just shrugged. Um, I think he went out to grab pizza, so he's probably uh, jabbing it into his face. Uh, but uh, yes, as you can see, uh, it's live broadcasting. Uh, the uh, the fam is behind me, and uh, uh, the wee young man hates it when daddy streams uh, in daytime because uh, his computer's right next to mine, and um, he don't get to play. I suppose he could play in today. I guess I don't think this will be uh, too much of an edgy stream. Um, no, uh, well, I, I say that, I say that, but as I was, uh, let me just uh, bring this up. Um, if we can get into a bit of culture war whilst we're waiting for uh, Commander Rixie, let me do this. I uh, hope everything is behaving. Ah, yes. Uh, of course, this fine meme from uh, <laughs> a raccoon riding a boar. We need 10 divisions of uh, boar riding raccoons. But as I was uh, perusing the original publication that we looking at, which was this, um, this abortion that was, uh, how should we say, facilitated through peer review process, um, in fact, was uh, heralded, I believe, by the New York Times with billboards and everything. Um, but even before review, uh, just as they put it up on a preprint server, as these people try to load the academic literature with their how should we say <laughs> excuses would be uh, putting it mildly, but um, that they're they're trying to cover up their crimes and they're trying to do it by say by by just turning it into an academic debate and um sorry uh that's not going to fly this time um the consequences are just a little little too much um and yes saint nick it's the same warraby for the origins of uh, hiv same same person and what well now what maybe i can find it but uh porky pig neil stewart has even just put out a book chapter about how anyone who's engaging in uh, uh where did i put it anyone engaging in talk that uh would how would you say um you know just raise questions about the conflicts of interests that uh everyone on this list has all of them have it there's some there's some that really stand out. 
but uh, there's a there's a whole bunch there that uh, engaging in. You had enough. I want to say thank you to uh, someone. Thank you for the uh, donor. Much much appreciated. If you if you would like to uh, interrupt the doc's train of thinking with a GD Bakshi, uh, use the uh, use the link at. Uh, I might as well do this right. Housekeeping. Uh, buy me a coffee. Uh, triggers GD Bakshi. Uh, if you would like to uh, support this uh, open access science for the public by the public, uh, you could become a Patreon dot com uh, subscriber. Um, uh, I, I kind of like it, but you know, Patreon is a dodgy company. Uh, what the doc really loves is if uh, you hit the wtyl.live tip jar, Fauci.monster, that'll take you to our payment processing where the overheads are minimal. It means tax evading Blick Simon Phoenix uh, gets a. Uh, a milkshake with his Mackie D's. And of course, uh, Stream Fags or Gay Pal, should you swing that way? Uh, subscribe style cryptocurrencies, join the Discord, register to be notified. Uh, the Twitter is, handle is still out of date, and other places where you can find me. But McCairndojo.com is the digital trench uh, where we. Uh, we go to war against these uh, lying and essentially technocrats. Right? They they're part of the technocratic class and have engaged. Well, they were they were fisting fisting the taxpayer uh, under cover of uh, the military industrial complex, and um, it's blown up in their face. And right now they're. Uh, staggering around with a bloody stump uh trying to pretend everything's all normal well with the other hand like i say loading the uh the academic press with their uh their sketchy analyses and um <laughs> biases trying to stop the public looking at what they're doing and uh so yeah, so that was this paper. Uh, it's this paper that um, we're going to be looking at, and uh, Charles' uh, far, far more accurate analysis, which tells a completely different uh, story. And as I was perusing, you know, sometimes I think to myself, ah, you know, I could dust off the lab coat, get back into the monkey lab. I mean, there's plenty I could do now, right? There's there's a whole whole new vista of uh, scientific questions that um, having a proper lab to hand would be um, very useful, I would say. But I'm, I'm strolling through uh, science after I've clicked off their griff notices. <laughs> these people, these fuckers even ask for money, right? Science magazine is dripping, dripping with money and all that farmer, farmer insider money. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling down, you know, looking at this paper and um, I had to corner my eye. News at a glance. Uh, protecting, oh God, protecting LBGTQ field researchers. What? It's for it's for this reason that I can't go back to size, and it's not just a little opinion piece by. Oh, hang on, zoom is. Uh, wait, 
Um, trying to get and get Charles in, but um, yeah. Our research monitors and institutions should take precautions to safeguard LBGTQ ecologists from discrimination. And um, oh man, I ain't ever ever. <laughs> Near an environment uh, like that. Ah, Commander Rixie, how are you, sir? Do we have sound? No sound yet. Nothing. No. Um, says you're connected. Um, no sound through the mic. Um. Uh, uh, I guess what's we we wait uh, for Charles. I'll rail against. Uh, you can you can hear me. Yeah, uh, just your mic then. It says you're not muted, bro. So um, it's not my end. Nothing. 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 Nope, 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 nope. No, 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 no. Um, maybe. Well, first off, are you sure? Oh, you yeah, muted or something? No, no, no. Now you came. Now, now it worked. I don't know what you did, but I, I didn't press anything. It just. I have uh, a gift. Uh, indeed you do, sir. Indeed you do. Ah, uh, all right. So, I was um. That toilet flushing. So, have you got sound effects uh, board now? I wish. <laughs> so I was going to say. Poltergeist. guys, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I was just raging about um, woke woke science, and um, <laughs> it's there in science. I was. Uh, I had the warabi paper up that we should uh that we will be i mean which one because they're all they're all awesome uh yes they oh, are yeah. indeed they're awesome i i figured the science um tab, tab, tab. uh it was uh the hunan seafood wholesale market in wuhan was the early epicenter of the covid19 <laughs> pandemic now um i i was kind of explaining that you know they initially came out with with traced the uh, the source of the pandemic it was all very blustery new york times and actually for once the review process reined it in somewhat and took their conclusions which they'd put up on whatever it was I want, to, I want to say it might have been even Zenodo at the time, but um, I think it was. Yeah, uh, the their rather concrete conclusions did get watered down by um, by the by, by reviewers, I guess. <laughs> Just... Yeah, I mean, I guess they 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 figured that uh, since there was a firestorm 
for nine months. <clears throat> as soon as he published uh, an article called Dissecting the Something or Something Other Origins in Wuhan, which is BS, and it's basically just laying the groundwork for mm. what he was going to do next. Um, yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> this was... This was like the culmination of him officially coming over to the dark side because prior to that, he'd been a little errand boy for Fauci, um, helping to cover up AIDS. But um, yes. he hadn't really dabbled into the into the proximal stuff. But around the time that he, I believe, got his full professorship, like September or something. Pretty soon after that, he jumped right into helping revive the market debate, which was stupid. But and, and ironically, the when the two papers finally came out, because so, he he published something in November, but when the two papers finally came out, after the preprints came out the next February, and then the papers finally came out in July. And it was a classic, like I, I had already done all the censorship research and I'd already pointed out that there were waves of narrative and what did they go and do? They went and tripled down on their, on their narrative construction, which is literally what I said they were doing. <clears throat> and they just went even bigger than they normally did. And, they, and so in two days, they published 21 articles in support of it. Of those two and it was 29 uh, like three or four days later so within less than a week there were 29 articles in support of these two articles um across yeah and i got them all i bet the entire list of 29 but yeah <laughs> and that's literally all they do now I, it, it's so easy to see like i've already mapped out everything i already know who's going to say what when um so I'm just waiting for the next. I don't. I have no idea if they're even going to try anything again. But they keep uh, on, probably I think not. Going back to pangolins. Oh, there's a bit of an echo coming through. But um, the uh, the well, I, I'm I'm not sure if the story is confirmed or not. But Nature put out this week, a couple of days ago. But that the World Health Organization is no longer. Um, looking to investigate origins, etc. What what you're looking at is a is a massive case of collusion and, like I say, narrative control, fixing the literature and the corporate space, so that in a year, two years, ten years down the line, when you know you've got eager young grad students coming through and they go to look at what you know when I were a lad was you had some some faith in the uh, in the scientific literature that sort of proper reviews had been done and there'd been the the appropriate well I, I say appropriate but you know uh, I remember things being much much more lax around uh, the animals when I was uh, when I first started but um, anyway there was <coughs> more honor amongst uh, the thieves as they were. and i don't i don't think 
I, I can't think of anything comparable to what we've seen right now, where, where we've seen this um, a public side that they've pushed out where, you know, you can juxtapose it against emails, private correspondence, uh, etc., and and know that they n n professionally know that they're um, not being uh, fully transparent, and that that's a huge problem. Well, <clears throat> I love. I <clears throat> good lord, yeah, I love watching the collapse of science in slow motion. I don't love it, I guess, but um, for these people, they deserve to go to hell. And so, you know, so be it. If they want to continue down this road, they're obviously going to, because the, the fact that, that, we, that we know what they're doing, they know that we know what we're doing, that they're, what they're doing, but they do it anyway because of censorship and they get away with it. And it's just so disgusting to see people in real time just trying to ignore everything and, and just hoping everything goes back to normal. Yeah, it's, I've never seen anything. I mean, I, I can't even imagine something like this, much less from scientists. Like, just from, you know, if you're in a bad relationship, you, you kind of don't expect things to get this ridiculous. But here we are, and uh, well, you know, wow. if, if, even if you if, even if you looked, if you just took the authors on that paper that's on my screen, uh, I can't see it right, but anyway, if no, you, I just. Oh, it's just frozen. But you're talking there, probably a hundred million dollars, just in active funding that these people will be involved in. Yeah. Right. Um, that's that's just them, and you know the 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 universities are not. Unless pressure is applied to the universities where these people reside, where they hold academic positions, the university is not going to put obstacles in their way. And this is this. I, I guess it's not just about taking these people out. We have to get to the uh, the institutional frameworks that hold and buoy these people up. And um, let it burn, Charles. Let it burn, is my opinion. Well, it's funny you should mention that because somebody in the chat was trying to figure out if I, like, who I resembled with my, uh, with my headset on. And one of the people was... Uh, Hudson from Aliens. Game over, man. The, Hudson from Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Time to kick, kick the tires and light the fires. So, <laughs> although that was... That was I don't know which one was Hudson, but it is one of my favorite movies. So that's awesome. It's a... Now I, I realize it's very unscientific and you know, proletariat of me to say, but that's okay. I, I've I've spent a lot of time recently um, just observing 
scientists uh, do really bad things, but do it while getting off an air of um, authority and, and righteousness. And so I'm, I'm kind of losing my 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 patience about their feeling. No, no, no. I, they can't break me. They can't break my patience, but I, I, I definitely will have no feelings of remorse watching no. this Titanic go down because it has to go down. I mean, when people are this disgusting, they're not going to learn. And so really all you're trying to do is, is get the next generation to learn through watching what happens because these people are beyond hope. Very much so. None of none of them have stood up and not a single one. And just said, "Hey, look, yeah, maybe 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 we need to be paying uh, more due diligence to the programs we're getting involved with, etc." I mean, but they, they don't even want they don't even want there to be like harsher restrictions on gain of function research. Of course, right now there are none, but they don't want there to be any restrictions. They're complaining because people are talking about, like, not holding them accountable, but just um, trying to make things safer. Could you please stop? Yes. Just stop what you're doing with those chimera, those plasmids. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're, they're like, oh, well, you got to say please first. You didn't say, you didn't mean it when you said More deference, Charles. We need to give more deference in our... Uh... In our pleas for sanity, and yeah, well, the... deference is not going to be coming anytime real soon. Um, no, I, I, it's too far gone, mm. like you say. And the <clears throat> the solution is to make an example out out of all of the. Well, it doesn't just stop at these people. Every, everything that was used over the last three years to um, push and cudgel <laughs> the, the the population and the well I, I you know I, I hate to say it but maybe maybe the correct tactic to do is to counter in the academic press the, the problem there though is um, there's publication costs and there's um, resist. You'll get resistance from reviewers, right? You you you're not going to get a fair review in in such a loaded discipline. No. Yeah, I've got mixed feelings about that. Um, mostly because, well, you can't see it because. I don't think I can share my screen yet, but... Oh, uh, um, <clears throat> let me fix that. Because uh, <sighs> yeah. I do... I do think this is pretty funny. I think... I, can, I continue to... I believe so. Like you it. can seize controls. Well, you know, that's how I like it, so... Let's see... Hey, 
I think we're good now, right? Yes, yes, we are. Now, so, yeah. <laughs> got bound to pick, are you? I thought we were going to get the uh, the new drop. Oh, we are, we are, we are. I just wanted to, just wanted to point out something real fast. Um, so now it's official now that I've that the blind watchmaker has donkey stomped Angela Rasmussen, who's right down here. And so we're talking about alt metric. <laughs> Do you know what uh, a donkey punch means? Do I? Do? Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> Just wanted to check. Uh, yeah. I was a Marine for 15 years. I, I, uh, I arrived. So, anyway, I digress. The thing is, he'd want to get into a position to to be donkey punching. Uh... Well, rhetorically speaking, I have no interest in being anywhere near her um but no i i, I think it's well you'd have to wade have... through the layers of flab first if you were to so you had to go there I mean, not to insinuate that she's fat because that'd be a, an understatement but um, fat shaming well you know what if you can be fat shamed then there might be a reason <laughs> i mean i was a marine and my job was to, you know, keep other people into shape. So I had to be in really good shape. And I knew how to, I know how to hurt people's feelings. But now I do it this way because, um, because I know that Angela Asmussen actually cares about things like this. And so, but I'm proud to say that with the support of all the fellow coons. So if if you haven't read this yet and haven't been sharing it uh, twice a week. On Twitter, assuming you don't aren't banned off there, you should because just in the past like two or three weeks, the blind watchmaker has moved up like quite a bit. It was already in the top ten thousand all time in terms of academic papers. <laughs> nice, which which I thought was pretty funny, um, you know, because I'm not a scientist and I'm actually just point, putting truths out there, so. But incredibly, like, this is all because of Twitter. Like, I I've never actually seen this before, where somebody's altmetric score for a paper is only through social media. But you're welcome. But it's got me. Uh, so now I went from behind Angela Asmussen to ahead of her by 100 points, which now puts me, like, top 8,500. So... It's pretty good. And the cool thing for people who don't know anything about this is that that, that is out of 23 million articles. So everything that's appeared in journals for the last 30 years. And this is the 8,500 block. So the 99.96th percentile. And uh, I kind of like that. Uh, yeah, and that's mostly because, out of, bro. And not just because not just because the, what I'm saying is true, but because I, I'm about to pass Dan Sorotkin. And but my goal, to be honest, I don't really care about any of this stuff. But my goal is to get past Yuri. I don't want to pass Rosanna, but it's fine because she's on the she's on the the Lancet paper, like up a little ways. I'll never catch her. But but yes, just understand, people, that this is historically speaking, this is had some of the biggest impact 
In fact, in short order, it will, it will have had the biggest impact of anybody in drastic and uh, of any paper that we've written. Which makes you feel pretty good. So yes, um... and most mostly because it's true, um, but also because you know I've been putting my heart and soul and I just. I mean, I haven't even released the update because, well, there's a lot to do, but just the the new conclusions. The bottom line is, is that, I, you know, my goal was to put something together that we could use literally in a court. And that's still my plan. And like it's, I kind of took a break for 24 hours to finish up a separate project which deals with, you know, the, the outbreak in Wuhan. And that, that's something that I've, you know, I've written one or two articles about, but I've never, like literally nobody has ever known about anything I've found with that, um, which sucks, but it's for a good cause. And I think that eventually people will figure it out because I really do think that we're, that we're getting to the place where we can, also prove that the uh that everything about the Wuhan outbreak is bs and that's important because it's kind of like it's like a stumbling block that we need to get over kind of like proximal origin what we, what we need to do is we need to write a paper we need to get a group of us together and write a paper you know calling for that to be withdrawn because yes. i mean the fact the fact that that has not been retracted yet is pathetic, but I mean, I don't. I see no reason why we can't be the ones to do that. There's certainly enough evidence now, because it's not just it's not just one thing. It's so many different things that those specific people have lied about, and uh, it's time to start exposing. And I think I honestly think that's like a mental block that a lot of scientists have. They're like, eh, well, it's, it's still in the literature, so but, yeah. yeah, it's, it's I, I would just say this, that um, for retraction to take place, you would, you would have to, it's often sort of based on misuse of data. That, that's, the, that, that's the, one of the best ways to get a paper withdrawn. The problem with Proximal Origins oh. paper is it's literally an opinion piece. So, so in, in they'll just say, "Oh, it was just the opinion at the time." So, um, but it's not. I mean, we have proof that it was not their opinion. In um, writing, <laughs> in their writing, in emails, we have documented evidence that they did not believe a word of what they were saying. I don't know if and, a journal would accept uh, four emails I broke. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, they shouldn't have accepted that that piece of swill. Well, look, that, we know that there was no proper review process, etc. That was expedited. It was expedited through the, uh, the well, I, I want to say, didn't they, didn't they originally try for science or nature, something like that, and then they settled on nature medicine? Well, that's a, so the rumor was from that unnamed... Um, whistleblower kind of that they were going that they submitted it to nature but it was rejected specifically because um there were questions about 
someone wrote in, right? There's, there was someone complained. Right. I remember, you know, and you were the one who brought up that it, it might be Bill Gallagher, which I think would be great. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so all of it is BS, but we have to do something and we have to do more than one. Like, we have to start being more proactive. Uh, yeah, it's. I can't discover everything and write everything myself. Yeah, so there's this, like I say, the, well, the things that are, are, are way against us is the, um, well, the fees towards publication, the, and of course, we'd be coming at it without an academic institute as a sort of, you know, the academic institute is supposedly there so that it maintains standards so that scientists, if they goof up and uh, start abusing the system, there's a, 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 a something's there to sanction bad behavior, m maladaptive. Right. Well, we, we, we need to get somebody to, to, to sign on, like, uh, I don't know, Simon Wayne Hobson or somebody with some some gravitas or even uh burger and sword burger sorensen and uh and doglish i bet they'd love to yep uh because uh, i don't know if you're familiar or you remember them but i mean they've been very um vocal in the past couple of months regarding uh, the cancer like all these the things that are happening and the fact that that they correctly pointed out two years ago that it was probably DC sign that was that was hoping to cause this. I so, mean, Jeffrey Sachs is an option as well. Um, that's true. That's true. I, I've really been wanting to like reach out to him, but but I also like I want to send him an email, but I want it to be of decent quality, and I want because um, I want a response. But then I'm also working on like a bunch of other different things, so I never get around to it. But about, and I have no idea what happened to him. I'm sure he got blacklisted. And oh God, yeah. If he'll ever be allowed back on, but but he was right about a lot of things, and I don't mind working with a crazy liberal with you know. Yeah, look, to, to all these people that want to engage in purity tests right now, and like I say, I'm I'm can be guilty of it, but. <laughs> where we have our backs against the wall right now and if we don't get things in place now then two years from now five years from now it, it's too late we're, we're done for and you know the yeah the, the like I say the probably the most tractable effective way is to get into the literature and yeah, just um, well, yeah. I feel like I knew that. <laughs> well, but there's you know there's the submission process and all, all getting the... to the learning. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I was saying like reading it because I mean I've no pub I've published in the literature. Fairly prolific this week. Uh, just dropping truths on Twitter and stuff, but because it. it I keep finding more and more connections with uh, just everything they're talking about. Um, 
the other day I was working on <laughs> something and then, uh, what was it? I found, I was trying to just make a little graphic about Furin or something. And, um, oh, oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, what you put in the tweet, the, uh, which has Furin, which they're, which they're leveraging Furin, um, that one yeah but it, was, but it was even more than that because because i'm starting to realize that they've check that chad what's that check that chad and uh look at that it's a chad chad is i don't know what chad means what type of well, room? I, hate the name, I hate the name chad <laughs> just uh just means chad um mean. uh, uh an, an alpha alpha male bro <laughs> Look at that, kids. Uh... I'm gonna say, I make you baby. Hey, you're, you're dropping out. Where are those days? Pretty much, yeah. What can I say? Uh, yeah, Even you dropped. You dropped out for a few yeah. seconds. Uh, we get. We get that you make uh, cute babies. Um... Yeah. Anyway, so we make cute babies. Um, yeah, also working on. I'm still trying to find pictures of all the. All, all your the babies. <laughs> You've been busy, bro. Yeah, in India, in New Delhi. <laughs> yeah, well, what's a, what's a, what's a couple more added onto uh, 1.4 billion? Yeah, I mean I've already done my part. Oh, so here's something cute that I just recently I found. <clears throat> On January 31st of 2020, the Wellcome Trust put out this statement saying, um, you know, basically they got together a group of people to sign on to a statement saying, hey, we're going to make all of our all of our uh, data open and sharing for the purposes of, of you know, fighting this pandemic. <laughs> and, uh, but they forgot to mention the fact that, uh, so, well, so what did they do 12 hours later after this? Well, they immediately started attacking Patton and Al, which had come out that same day. And they they all got together the next day and had a giant conference to completely piss all over this and not actually give a shit about keeping data open and honest. Because the same day that they sent that out was the same day they started hiding the truth about the Fear and Cleveland site. But I mean, they got everybody on here. Um, just give me 30 mindset. seconds, dude. Um, please keep talking. Uh, my daughter's just got back from doctor's clinics. What, what did... You have daughters? Yeah, she's had a, she's got a nasty chest infection. Cancer? Ah, Frank. <laughs> oh, they were listening to your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Medicine. Okay. It help him with coughing. Antibiotics. What what else did they go to school? Right. Thank you. That is working. Sorry about that, bro. Well, 
Yeah, she's got. She's just, I don't know. She's been coughing for weeks and um, doesn't, doesn't want to um, clear up. But <sighs> and well, I had to take the wife for uh, to hospital. When was it? Yesterday, day before, day before yesterday. Um, she was feeling rotten. She goes, I don't, I don't know what this is. <laughs> doesn't feel like normal cold. And uh, it came. I got back. a pretty good idea. <laughs> wow, it was. We had to go to the hospital, and they they didn't do PCR. It was just a flow test, and uh, they they said it was negative. But um, she seems to be um, somewhat better today. So anyway, sorry for interrupting. You were just getting going, bro. Sorry. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. But so just so we really need to move on to the, I guess the road stuff but i wanted to ask kind of get the feel of the uh the crew and the audience if they've ever seen this email before or this message before because it's about 50 percent right it's from uh january 2020 and it's from i guess 4chan i don't know i i don't travel in dark circles but but that but basically <laughs> basically they're it's some random dude talking about as if he was part of the crew that made the virus, talking about how it was going to be immune suppressive and um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Very, very interesting. I'm going to say it's, it's pretty technical, dude, reading it. <laughs> it's not, uh, this is someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, they they described several things that weren't really understood at that time. So I'm thinking that there Let's may just be get some... to the bottom. Sorry, dude. Sorry. To, to, the original project blueprint, however, also called for the virus to be ineffective against certain specific ethnicities. Ah. Yeah, I've already read it, of course. Yeah. It's ah. <laughs> Color me not, uh, not surprised on that one. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be, I, I th I'm pretty sure. Actually, I can't tell now that I think about it. I, I've assumed that this was Chinese because if I remember correctly, Aaron Hodd is, is like a Chinese like biotesting place. But uh, oh, yeah, they're definitely they're saying it as if it's as if it's Chinese. But yeah, I just found that interesting. I think it's a uh, it might be uh, what, what's Aaron Hodd? I think. It's an old biological weapons testing facility in like Western China or something, maybe Mongolia. Oh, okay. Could be completely wrong on that, but thankfully we have an audience that can uh, that can talk about that. And actually, so yeah, I've I've been super super busy because because one thing that I realized is that the and then somebody who's on uh, Twitter was like, yeah, I mentioned this like a year ago. I was like, okay, well, I didn't know. But yeah, the, the fact that the, the Pseudomonas aeruginosa toxin, that the spike protein binds to that. Uh, yeah, you better explain to people what uh, Pseudomonas... Right. Uh... So... <clears throat> So I've been digging a lot into the history of the virus because of because it really 
it provides the evidentiary basis for the biological weapons components in the virus, stemming from things that you know Merrill Nass and Garth Nicholson and other people have done. And and, and I've, I've briefly talked about it, but but basically they've they've always dabbled with with bacteria and mixing it with all sorts of stuff to see if for dissemination purposes or just makes something even more toxic. Well, I think and, co-passaging is, you know, it's a, it's not an out the box, out of left field phenomenon. It's a, it's kind of understood that viruses and bacteria will um, cluster, certain bacteria will cluster with certain viruses and they do passage together and, um, you know, what, you know, they're, we're still discovering the details of such a complex micro environment. Um, so... I think they've been. I think they've been discovering it, and I think once again they're they're ahead of the curve. And as ironic as because <laughs> Jicky's all in on this, because he doesn't. He's kind of gone into the it can't spread camp, um, and I've been trying to point out that. A, there's evidence, and B, this would just be another way in which it could spread. Um, but, but the bottom line is, is that they, I mean, putting pieces of different things in different things or, or piling on different pathogens to get binary effects or even tertiary effects, and that's the kind of stuff that, that people like to sit around and daydream about. And so it's not surprising, but it's incredibly disconcerting because what it means is, is that in addition to everything else that we've talked about in the virus, there's a certain bacteria that that's very, very common. I think it's like 10% of all nosocomial infections. All, all those times you get little infections when you're in the hospital. And I remember Massive. when I was, well, when I was in the hospital, like three different times over a period of a couple of years for pancreatitis and I remember one time I got like uh, C. diff, Clostridium difficile. Mm. I didn't even know I felt like such crap. I didn't. I didn't care. But, but I had to take antibiotics for it. Well, this Pseudomonas aeruginosa is like ten percent of all infections that, that happen that way, and and that's a problem because if if the spike protein of, of SARS-CoV-2 binds to that toxin <laughs> and there's a lot of it floating around in a lot of different people then that's adding another way that's increasing the cell the, the tropism which is incredibly dangerous because once then once it gets inside your body it can it can be like the it can be a not cascading off of each other, but like building off of each other for exponentially greater odds of something bad happening with pneumonia. And I think it's hard to know for, I actually don't know if it's something that they would have done on purpose, but it's disturbing because that's just one more thing that people have had to worry about. And, and once again, the fact that they wouldn't use antibiotics or, I mean, it's just sick. And the other thing that I haven't publicly talked about, 
or one of them, uh, the talk of Jessica Rose, and I pointed out, um, I found something about the, the G quadruplex. Um, RNA structures. Little, yeah. Yeah, RNA structures. <clears throat> they're bad, and they, so they can cause, like, they can trigger amyloid um, production. And in fact, I, I don't even know if it's in here, but I found a paper where that's exactly. Oh, no, here's another one. Oh, oh no, you should go back where... to that paper because <laughs> just go, scroll back, scroll back. Which one? Uh, the know, one, so the one you were sort of sat on when you were talking about, yeah. So um, just out of interest, I'm reading yeah, through that um, uh, yeah, the abstract there. So, you know, um, I, I, I talk about BRAC staging a lot as part of the um, recognized uh, trajectory of neurodegenerative disorders and um what do we what do we see there increased levels of igg uh including igg4 and the yeah, this, is, this is another paper that i found that i was talking to uh just about <laughs> it's like i said the the fact that they've it's yeah. understood in the literature and yep. what's the date oh that's a recent paper but um april 22nd or 28th yeah but um these pathways mechanisms are all people need to understand that they're all open to weaponization and you know it's not it's not just one thing it's it's a multitude of factors that come together and it, and they're trying to push in a particular direction to achieve a desired result and you know the from a military perspective this neurodegenerative you know the chronic um surreptitious at first meaning you don't know much what's going on you might just feel a bit brain fogged a bit fatigued um they'll do blood tests they'll tell you there's nothing wrong with you and in the in the meanwhile you're going you're advancing through these stages and it's a it's an axiom in sort of my field neuroscience right that the overt signs of parkinson's do not appear until you've lost 80% of your dopaminergic innovation to the basal ganglia. Jesus. <laughs> but there's, there are very subtle manifestations prior to that stage in what's, taught, what's termed prodromal phase. And, you know, I can... Yeah. It's... It, it's <laughs> To think that they would go down that pathway for an incapacitation mechanism, it's... <laughs> that, 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 we have to... That, that grey zone around incapacitation agents uh, needs serious work, man. I, I was just... I want to say, I don't know, probably like 4 a.m. this morning, I was, I was going back through the tests and test papers because I was trying to see, and I, I realized that there really isn't like an in-depth explanation for, um, like, oh, like they didn't have the, 
the um, I forget what the, the LLR scores for SARS-CoV-2 for all of the the six different phytoalkaloids that are in the spike protein. But I mean, what we're seeing is we're seeing the effects occur. And I'll be honest, based on everything that I've read, I don't think that it's just one thing. So I don't think it is just um, you know, hypoxia, or it's just, you know, bamboled fibrils um, from X, Y, and Z. I think that there's multiple. I think that Brian Mowry, for instance, is wrong in this aspect, and but not because he's like wrong, wrong, but because I, I think there's something that none of us know yet. I think there's, we're still unpacking all the layers of this onion, and it's really disturbing. Yeah, the, the, I haven't run out of things to research yet. And the, if you were to research this properly, right? So if I if I was to say, okay, I was I'm going to do the kick up a primate program and begin the the process of trying to tease apart the pathophysiology. And you know, we we looked at a lecture yesterday. As a, you know, it's a paper we've covered before, but um, you know, they found a very nice well you know they're using different species of monkey but um, they take aged animals and they find that the African green monkey is particularly sensitive at the neurological level such that all the other <clears throat> species survived except the African green monkey and I, I, I made the point yesterday that um, even in my field, the African green monkey is kind of unique in its development of neurological um, disease symptom manifestation, such that you can make the same manipulation in a macaque versus a green monkey, and you get a very different presentation, which is the green monkey. Um, and look, may maybe somehow that they're just a fraction bit closer on the evolutionary tree. Maybe I, I I don't know. I, no one really knows why, but they develop sort of resting tremor, whereas macaques, uh, macaca mulata, do not. And um, you you need to start a program like that, and then you, well, nicely they did aerosol transmission in that uh, aerosol exposure, I should say, uh, in that study, and then you've got a prior to this sort of three years ago where I would be laser focused on the networks in the brain you have to be thinking about this this much broader um, disease manifestations and you know the dysbiosis that seems to um, be a prelude to the more major symptoms uh, emerging all that needs to be taken into account so you would need a, a wide-ranging disciplinary team just to even start trying to crack the uh, in a quantitative manner that these questions that are being raised right now and it, that that's 10-year project minimum well i mean that's why I, so as a non-scientist i've i've kind of found somewhat of a niche in that, like one of the things that i 
I'm pretty good at is finding things and that that not necessarily that I'm best suited to dig into further. So like with IgG4 stuff, I came across it and I immediately took it to a couple other people because I knew that they'd be able to do more with it. I mean, I had I recognized the connection, but I couldn't really dig deep. And so like Doris Carp, he's done a really good job with several literature reviews. But the, I mean, just, but like, there were, there, I, this morning there were like three different things that I was looking at. That I, I was really just trying to look a little bit and then move on, but I kept finding more and more evidence and just really disturbing. Like, so this is um, bacteriophage uh, stuff, and they were doing a study to see which ones might have prion like domains inside the bacteriophages inside of the bacteria. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how stupid I am. But that they're talking about viruses that infect bacteria, right? Mm. Isn't that the yeah? That's bacteriophage. And, yeah, so like, but, but those are not, from my understanding, those are not specifically trying to infect anybody else. Like those are viruses trying to infect those bacteria, or they're that, just that, hitching that, a ride. That's the conventional <laughs> view that, well, no, it's a bit more complex than they're just tran, uh, uh, infecting them and killing them. Um, it it does seem to play a a role in the reproductive cycle of bacteria and uh, I, I want to say that's how they sort of generate like new plasmids within within their within their environment that, that sort of sit outside their regular um, chromosomal makeup and you know the yeah I, I, it's not my domain to be spouting off uh, in terms of exactly what's going on but it, it's 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 a far more symbiotic relationship i think rather than parasitic one that was an initially sort of viewed as so oh man i don't want to name names i was going to make a joke but i don't want to name names not parasitic relationships but um <laughs> but then you also i was also going to make a joke about the fact you said domain because technically, we aren't in the same domain as this. So that would be, anyway, was, I'm trying to make science jokes. I'm just not very good at it yet. Um, but, but yeah, so basically what concerned me is it, is it, okay, everything that I highlighted in red here is a biological weapon or has been looked at as a potential biological weapon. So the fact that they have little piggybacking um, nuggets in there that, especially stuff, Staphylococcus aureus, which, by the way, that's the same. I mean, that's where SEB comes from, even though that it's not the it's only the toxic motif and not the actual bacteria that that's inside SARS-CoV-2. But but SEB was a was a biological weapon, and so was mycoplasma. And that's that's how they discovered a lot of these things. So just people need to understand that uh, pretty much everything now is there's not a lot of innocent stuff left Aye. pretty much everywhere you look somebody is 
In fact, like literally everywhere I look, all I see is bioweapons now because it's, it's so obvious. And one final picture that I wanted to show, which was the, oh no, it's probably not in this one. I just wanted to show the fear and cleavage thing that I made because I felt like it was pretty cool. The, the tweet, I maybe I can. Uh, I, mean, I, don't I can probably beat you to it, but let's just try this. It should be on the slide five of 204 or something. Let me see if it actually opens. Oh, it looks like slide eight. Wow, I'm such a slacker. All right. But yeah, here we go. You got it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it, I got it. I was so, just hiding in. <laughs> yeah, so, so this little guy right here, so I took, so last week I, I, I made a tweet that talking about the, the, how some people were rating the, the uh, attractiveness of SARS-CoV-2 as a bioweapon. And I went further this morning and I, I put that together with another chart that I had found that showed um, all the different ways in which furin, all the different things that furin relates to. And the, uh, the real takeaway here is that these are all the different classes of viruses and bacteria that that furin can interact with. And, and everything that's in red is a virus that uses furin cleavage specifically. And there's only two of them. So we're talking about hepatitis, literally almost every virus you can think of that is meaningful, either in a, in a warfare context or just in a, a, a pandemic contest, context. Chikungunya, Zika, yellow fever, dengue, MERS, uh, hantavirus, Marburg, Ebola, influenza, all of them. So, Nipah virus and Lassa fever are the only two that, I, that were like relevant that I could find that didn't have it. They have a an, like an analogous one of the other proprotein convertases that's basically very very close to furin and. We mentioned this the other day, but and I said, not yet. They haven't put furin cleavage site in, but then you, you corrected me. Not yet, but, but yes, but yes, I highlighted loss of fever, and actually I should have highlighted NEPA too, because both of those, there have been published experiments inserting furin cleavage sites into them. Just in the last couple of years. Those assholes, man. Those are the only two. <laughs> those are the only two on here that weren't. And this is this is part of why I think that ultimately that that I think this comes down to the fact that furin cleavage makes it easier for it to be aerosol and it does so much damage. I think that all of this boils down to incapacitating agent centered around furin cleavage and immunosuppression. Like it's just that's what this is. And and immunosuppression in an overwhelming in all these different areas, so that way you can't you can't pin it down to one specific thing. It, it truly is devious. And this will punish us for, gener for at least a generation. And then I added a little, these little blue uh, biohazard symbols 
to show which ones are actual or potential have been looked at as studied as bioweapons. And guess what? Almost all of them. And in fact, I only had four or five um, bacteria with the little symbols next to it. It turns out that all five of those are actually there. So let me let me just interrupt here and just say should should uh, should we have uh, any of the Zunati watching right now? Okay, we know what you were doing. You can try and wrap it up yeah. and hide it in whatever ecological BS that you think the public is going to swallow, but we know what they were doing and um yeah it's pretty self-explanatory <laughs> your necks are on the chopping block if i was them i would be coming forward and just um cry myself on the public for mercy at this point because it ain't gonna get good for them yeah because first of all they're expendable so mm. they're gonna be the first to go when the, when the shit hits the fan yeah second of all we know what you were doing because it's in the record. And Angela Rasmussen is one of the few that like just neatly tucked away all of her little ties. But she's almost exclusively worked on Defense Department projects for her entire career. And so she's worked with the that fat little paperclip uh, baby that she was. Is she like an actual paperclip baby? Or? Uh, there's word that maybe. There's word. Well, I mean, she's evil regardless, but, um, so yeah, so I figure that's a pretty good picture to kind of show, this is what it's really all about, I think. It's not about infectious clones and whether or not they can spread or not, because if, if they had to, if they were still trying to figure that out, then we wouldn't be here. They would still be trying to figure that out. Um, They're not figuring tell... it. It's established technology. This is, this, <laughs> this, um, this thing that... Jay, that this avenue that Jay has gone down, that um, I've, I've found that this is, and I, I guess he's trying to make some uh, difference between natural infection, how how any of this couldn't happen with natural infection. Who cares? <laughs> we can we can tell that we're not dealing with natural infection, and whether whether it was multiple releases, point releases, etc. Um, maybe um, you know the. Deal with deal with those academic questions when we've um, got these people in a chokehold and they're not waking up uh, right now. To to well, it blows my mind that you would want to try and distort meanings of well, particularly legal frameworks that have stood in place. That that we would try and say that no, that's we need to forget that and we need to just talk about uh gain of uh what does he, what does he say gain of purity something like that gain of gain, some gain of concentrate gain of purity i think he says right um gain of insecurity gain of insecurity <laughs> the, the gain of function is a, is a is a non-issue what are, what are you doing trying to uh, these these definitions have to be as broad and as wide as possible so that you stop you're able to put blocks in the way of people who are trying to find ways around it to get their hands on the, you know, that ever tempting pile of cash that the military industrial complex will throw around. 
Well, I mean, it really just comes down to this right here, because what I, what that was was a, 30, a list of 33, well, no, 34 potential biological weapons or actual biological weapons. Now, the blue biohazard signs uh, indicate uh, pathogens that can utilize fear and cleavage. So I want people to think about really long and hard about, okay, um, is there any, could there be any doubt in anyone's mind that Fauci or, or anybody else understood that when they saw the fear and cleavage site inside this virus, um, they were suspicious because SARS coves were not, did not have a good cleavage site prior to this. They didn't really need it, and it, it just wasn't, it didn't work. But so nature would not have put that in. It just, it, it could not have put that in. And if, so now you can also see that and the, the orange, orange symbols are the ones where they inserted them already. Like they've already been dabbling in this. The green are the ones that are cleaved by, I forget what it's called, like S1K something, something, or other something. You're in like. Um, yeah, if you're in like cleavage sides. So they have something very similer. Um, just a couple of amino acids different, and, and they, can, they, they can work with them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's almost everything that's a living pathogen on here. That's not like a toxin. <laughs> So um, that should tell you everything you need to know. Oh, and by the way, number seven on this list is inside number four on this list because staphylococcal enterotoxin B, the toxic peptide from that, is the, the furin cleavage site is part of the staphylococcal enterotoxin B by design inside the genome. Like it, it's perfectly perfectly set up to where it can do both of those things. So where it can activate all the receptors in your, in your immune complex and cleave. So if, if there's any Zunati that are watching this right now, A, you should have figured out after Ebola that you can handle stuff. And B, uh, um, you're screwed. Because it is somebody, somebody, we paid for this research for decades. So they get to this point where they could have such exquisite um, bioweapons. It, it, so it is a bioweapon. That's just some of the latest stuff. All right. And then, all right, here we go. Oh, no. Yeah, see myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, He's kind of an ugly troll, but no. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, and then now this is so this is like <laughs> yeah. So like this, this is this is the geographic data where they've um, really again. Um, all right, it's lies by omission, lies by incompetence, or deception by incompetence, yeah. um, and. Yeah, but well, as we said, um, they shouldn't get away with it. So please, Charles, uh, as you've updated this, let's let's get into yeah. early cases. Their distribution. Uh, early cases. 
Okay, so uh, it's, it's important for people to understand that this is this has been my pet project. I mean, shit, the very first time I appeared on, on your stream, in fact, it was, it was to discuss this almost two years ago. And, um, you know, not much has changed since then. That's well, no, that's not true. The other side okay, well, have, have, have taken that data, inverted it, and specifically tried to point at the uh, the seafood market as a uh, point of origin for the well, – they're, they're, they're implying, they can't say it in that science paper, but they're implying that the seafood market is the spillover point. And not only once, but at least twice, there was a um, and a spillover event that happened at the uh, I can't it's Chinese name, but Wuhan seafood market, wet market. Huanan. Huanan, so I said, yeah. Huanan, yes. I, mean, I don't know. I don't speak Chinese, but I uh, I am very I. You could drop me off at the airport in Wuhan, and I could find my way around town um, <laughs> easily. I have studied this place a lot. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, everybody's aware that you know, the the Chinese claimed that this came from a wet market, and. What people don't know is that within about two months... No, the Chinese didn't claim didn't it. it. You just said the Chinese claimed it came from a wet market. I don't think they did. Well, initially, initially, no. initially they did. Initially they did, huh. but then they realized, like, published papers came out where they admitted, well, yeah, the first patients were not even from there. And so ever since early 2020, they, they kind of washed their hands of the market hypothesis. And it was completely dead until the World Health Organization team went out there and, and did their investigation because they obviously needed a scapegoat. And so Peter Dayzak's team, remember? The Chinese wrote the actual report that got Yeah, Peter Dixuck's team, yeah. He, uh, it just, he uh... did nothing because the Chinese pre everything well i was gonna say uh Koopmans was on that team right uh, who else there was a few that were suspect right from the beginning but it was such a farce so farcical that that they were trying well when you think about the intent behind it right this wasn't these weren't honest mistakes this was very malicious type behavior to gaslight the public in the hope that the problem would go away and yeah damn them for that right none of this was legitimate none of this was legitimate and they knew it but they and so what they did was they realized the pangolins, but that kind of quickly they realized as well that that wasn't going to work either because 
as it turns out, there are three different ones initially, and Eddie Holmes is involved in all of them, and they all reference the same genome, the, the same specific, not, not, not just the, like, the same like incident where poachers picked up some pangolins, but the same single virus pulled from one of these pangolins, which of course, and breaking up a bit if, if it hadn't been fake plausible so, oh gosh you know I, I don't know i don't know if we're gonna be able to to screen share um, i don't know if we've got enough juice in the tank for that as far as bandwidth maybe uh, how big's how big's the powerpoint can you convert it to a pdf and then email it to me. <laughs> How big is the PowerPoint? Uh, uh, probably not. Um, we can see. Right, twice saving it as a PDF. I'm going to go it's... ahead and guess that this is about 250 megabytes. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, hang on. Let's see. Uh, I can give Let's you. Let's just close off stuff. So just. Good. You can give me. Uh, well, just if you can get it into PDF format, I can give you a good um, file transfer, online file transfer, and that'll get it to me. And then I can run it this end, and then man, I was I was right on point. Two hundred and fifty-six megabytes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you convert that to convert it to a PDF and this thing is massive. Well, let's right. see. Okay, so let me try this. Send it via this wormhole. That's usually pretty quick. Um, so, uh, whilst you're thinking of or going through the process of uh, saving and uh, what have you, um, maybe what we can do is go through. I'm. I'm you must be familiar with their figures, right, in the science paper. And we can mm -hmm. uh, be sharing my screen less taxing. I mean, for now, yeah. Like <clears throat> that. Then if I maximize this, we can go about... Um, setting the stage for their argument and where we where we think that there's <laughs> yeah fabrications why not well, let's, let's just put it in those terms so tell us what we're looking at here please Charles. Yeah. Okay, well, 
Well, first of all, I tried to save that, and, uh... It did not, uh... Save small. Let's... Uh, well, okay, so basically what you're looking at is um, a fabrication. I'll go ahead and set that right now. Uh, I have, I have, it, it took a little bit of time, but um, myself and a guy, an engineer who's one of our drastic members, and, and like Francisco and Yu, like we've all gone through different parts of this, but um, I was able to to pull the Weibo, the Weibo data from a different source than what is in this paper, but the same basic thing, same data. And like I crunched it all, and then the engineer was able to find the shape files, so that way we could we could map it. Like actually, and have it on the background. And the bottom line is, is that they really focus on the, the whole point of all of this. And this is actually an argument that I've created, and people stole. But oops, Charles. Um, just wondering if I could... The Yangtze River is like a mile wide. We lost you for about 10 seconds there, bro. But we got, um, the Yangtze River is about a mile wide. Um, that yeah, was... so, so basically, what I, what I argued, starting about two years ago, was that it as soon as the World Health Organization report came out, was that they're full of shit, and they manipulated the initial data so that way it would look like it did come from the east side of the river, which is where the Wuhan Institute of Virology is, and here, I mean they go through great pains to to really point out where the the Huanan market is, but, but they fail to point out where the Wuhan Institute of Virology is. In fact, they actually cover it up with a little inset map. So they literally went out of their way to, to, to fake this funk. And when the first paper came out, which I think this is not the dissection one from the previous November. This is the actual thing. So in the very first version of it, I pointed out that it appeared that Michael Roby had like discovered a gravitational anomaly or something because the dots from the World Health Organization report were slowly moving in closer towards the Huanan market. And this is not like a, like, like I showed it in, I've got a meme where, that I made of it. And, um, <clears throat> Because literally dots that were on one side of the river were suddenly on the opposite side of the river moving north. And so I already had reasons to doubt. And before he had done any of these things, I had pointed out to the world, hey, by the way, I think people should count the dots in this map. 
because nobody ever had, nobody ever counted the dots on these maps. But they should have because they had this chart that said, okay, there, here, there's this many, there's this many early cases, the very first cases in, of the outbreak in Wuhan. And there are these districts and there's this many. And one time I just got a wild hair on my ass and said, you know what? I wonder if anybody's ever got these dots. I'm going to go ahead and count the dots. And so I did. I'm going to count them up. And I realized that there was like 30 missing. And so I, I got on Twitter. And this is funny because this is actually like my first, this was my first threads to really like become viral. Yeah, I remember it, bro. I was just like, you know what? Hey guys, you know, just throw me a boat here and get, you get some other people to count these dots for me. Cause I feel like, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm just bad at math or something. And so, yeah, everybody came back and they counted and they said, oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of missing. I was like, okay, where are those dots? And, uh, Basically, that sums up the last two years, because what they've done is to resurrect this this idea that the uh, that the market was the source of the outbreak, they basically just they figured out where these extra dots were, and uh, so at first there was there was like thirty missing, and then they Morovi managed to find fifteen of those just out of his ass somewhere because there was no data associated with him but he just decided they were underneath some of the other dots right near the uh Hunan market and i've still he showed no evidence whatsoever to show that this case but then he decided you know what i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go bigger go home and if you look at the like the bottom left uh little the one with map, the purple dots well this is weibo data yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Weibo is, it's like their chat for, you know, like Facebook chat or something. It's their social media messaging platform. And uh, when the outbreak happened and things got really dark in the first two weeks after lockdown, and so right around that time, there was thousands of people stranded in their houses because everybody was locked it was locked down but there's old people who were sick they need to get to the hospital and so what Weibo did was they helped set up this 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 little emergency alert system where you could you could send out a, a request to, for somebody to come pick you you up or a loved one in the ambulance and take them to the hospital because literally it was it was really, really hard to, to do that. And most people don't own cars there. And so if you're old and don't own a car and you're dying, then it's gonna be really hard for you to walk four or five miles to get to the, the um to get to the hospital and then no, they don't make old people like they do? used to. Come out with them. Well that's true. Well, that's true. And then but unfortunately they killed a bunch of them here in this pandemic. Um <laughs> And, but so, like, I, I read a book, just a powerful book called uh, Dark, Silent Dark City or something by a guy, by a journalist who's Chinese, who was 
who went to Wuhan from Beijing and he spent like two months just in the, in the environs of, of Beijing observing and writing and interviewing people and he decided to leave the country but he had to escape it took him about a year to leave the country to get to Australia where he finished his book and then it, it got published and he, he talks about how you know there'd be these old couples and you know the husband would be would be dragging the wife or carrying the wife like you had enough I wish I got money for that. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, I suppose you... <laughs> I could throw you some shekels. I'll split it with you, dude. No, no, no. I, want... I need to set up like something because we got to... I got some more work to do. But anyway, um, but basically, they were talking about how horrible it was. And I already knew that because I had... Uh, early on, I had found that a lot of data for these Weibo messages and I'd... I started cataloging it and trying to organize it because I wanted to try to to figure out the geospatial distribution, which is what the Chinese gave them for free because, of course, they wanted they wanted to uh, you know cover it up. But the bottom line is is that this is a powerful set of data, this evidence, because one of the things that you would do to show that you were legit. And then some random person trying to goof the system is they would show their ID, a picture of their ID, and them. And a lot of times they would have the doctor's note stating that they were positive for the the protein. <laughs> and uh, and and, it, and it's heartbreaking because a lot of these people are dead now. And like I was reading these these messages, message after message, talking about you know it'd be a mom with two kids and her husband was really sick or, or her grandma was really sick or something. But there were hundreds of them, and I, I read every single one. And so when I saw this, it pissed me off because what I realized is that Michael Roby and friends in order to cover up this pandemic they're willing to manipulate and and pick and choose which which of these messages they wanted to try and paint this picture that they would make their case and unfortunately for them i know they're bullshit because i also have the data and i've already crunched the data and actually i mean well i'm not sharing my screen anymore but but we've just in the past uh, well, it was sent to me in December, but I just now had a time, it's time to actually start looking at it. And um, yeah, so we we can hold up and, and compare our set of data, which is basically the original set of data, versus what they are using. And so, so I knew like more than a year ago that it, that, that was fake, but that's just the start. So um, the bottom line is is that. There were so many things they pulled out that they don't have evidence for, and they're just trying to throw a bunch of stuff out of the wall, see what sticks, and try to get people to get distracted. And, and so when this came out, 
uh, like I said, like 29 articles came out within a week of this coming out, all saying, oh, yes, this is this is it. It's over. It's done and dusted. This is national origin, which is ironic because that's what they had to take out of the actual paper. But just like with Proximal Origin, where on the same day they released Proximal Origin, Christian Anderson had written a press release that where the title was uh, Scientists Confirm Viruses of Natural Origin, which, which they couldn't even, this, the, as you stated earlier, it was just a letter. So, so right off the bat, they can't, they can't unequivocally claim anything like that. But what they do is they'll put they'll put the paper into the record, but then they'll do all these press releases and everything else, and then that's exactly what Dr. Fauci was doing. Was saying, "Oh yeah, see this this is proof. It's done and dusted. It wasn't even a study. It was just it was basically Dr. Fauci's opinion masked under somebody else's. Uh, uh, so he was ghostwriting it, and uh, you know, well, uh, ghostwriting else. would be uh, being generous. He's barked an order. And that make make it look like the the Chinese market, and well, just having having such a gullible. He wasn't. He said he didn't have any role in editing it, but but you can see in the emails he did. Like I say, there's there's just yep. this disconnect that's, that's between the the yeah. Hollywood version that they're trying to sell the. Like I say, you had a compliant, gullible press that didn't question anything, and it, it blew my mind back then. And just well, even 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 now, I. <laughs> It's not that I struggle to believe it could happen, but the fact that there was so well, it's it's not any any objection was stamped out immediately. You, it, that, it, they'd already put into place all the mechanisms ready to um, sen well, yeah, censor censor dissenting opinion, and you know what what seemed like. Uh, I don't know, like a kind of sort of nebulous feeling, or, or, or you know, that, that there is something going on, something didn't seem right. Um, we've now learned is exactly what they were doing. And we're, we're, well, if we don't, like I say, we don't redress it, we'll, we'll just be paying the price again in a couple of years. Not only do they deserve it, but but like you say, we, we, we don't have a choice. And um, because, and something that you said a lot, which is so true, that I don't think people really grasp the significance of, is the fact that what they do is they seed the literature. And this is something that I'm just like, like it's so obvious to me now, like, wow, this is exactly what they're doing because they're just trying to, put so much crap out there that you have to wade through it because they know that most of that will never get retracted or anything like that, even though it's all bullshit and lies. They're just trying to muddy up the waters. It's to, not that. It's it's also creating the, the next generation of 
um, PhDs and postdocs and professors because they will be obliged to cite those papers, right? In their th in their exactly, theses, yeah. exact, and it'll it'll build and build and build and um and like I say an uh, an artificial edifice of, of well what did they say? they call them piled higher and deepers right that's that's what phd stands for and they'll believe it because young people mm -hmm. I, I i would i i was gullible at that age when i was writing my sort of thesis and um I, and we've seen and jay's pointed this out that you know college kids are the target and it, that's terrible because they're so gullible. This generation is even worse, I think, than any that we've ever seen before. They, they don't have any concept of reality, and they're not interested in reality. It's a dangerous combo when you have people who want to fabricate a false reality. And they basically have a blank slate. And it's it's terrifying because... I mean, when I go home for Christmas in the last two years, like I've seen this in action with my younger brothers and sisters, and thankfully, you know, I can be the shit out of them still. So they occasionally have to listen to me, but, but I'm able to point out that you know this is bad, and and the problem is is that they're so ingrained and. And I think that's one of the terrible things about science is that the this the structures are so like solid, not on a good foundation, but on a solid foundation, that it's gonna take a lot of work to, to clear that out because like I earlier I, I showed you that list where you know I've got me I'm pretty high up in the altmetric score from all the origin papers. The truth is on the side of that, inside the Excel file, I've got this set of data, and what it shows is that even though, on average, we're getting pretty decent metric scores relative to the opposition, it's sort of like 50-50. But in citations, in citations, last time I checked, it was like 62,000 to like 300 something. It was literally 99.6% of citations uh, from all the top 50 are going to their papers. Not the stuff that's written by people who are on our side who are telling the truth. Well, that was, that was just that, that, that real, uh, science paper a couple of weeks ago. We need a, we need a good faith dialogue. Did you, have you got that one in your list yet <laughs> right that one and th like oh, for course, yeah. for their citations of um there being controversy around the origin oh, of this paper they don't even use actual um well any of the articles that have been published right that have but you know even right um i mean they might they might <laughs> say that watchmaker isn't published in a journal so doesn't register the criteria for inclusion under the journal's metrics. But there are academically published papers that are out there that exist, and they ignored them.
and yeah. in, instead, uh, and instead they put who did they put John Cohen, Amy Amy fucking Maxman. <laughs> I think I think oh, yeah. I think Christian. I, I could have told you who they were before I saw the paper. It was so easy. Like it was, I could tell you who the papers were. Like who the others were. I, I could have done it in my my sleep. It was fun. It, it was so pathetic. I hit the roof, and dude, in that yes, stream. I went bananas. I was just. They won't even. <laughs> let it burn. I won't be there one time for that. <laughs> Typically, I, I I'm so energetic at, at doing that myself that I don't I don't get to hear much of that from you. But maybe it's just you want know, Chuck Norris to be Chuck Norris at the same time and destroy the universe or something. But but yeah, I mean they they will literally they will know they will refer in glancing references to what you've done but then they'll use a reference to somebody else who's talking about how shitty what you are doing is and that's the only mention that it's going to be and yes because they don't even want they don't even want to give you the gift of a citation on their paper not that i want it but they don't want to do that because they don't want to risk somebody actually seeing it right so though they want it's it's so shitty like, and, and just the, the the mendacity of the title of that site you know that last science article a good faith good faith how the how how are we supposed to have that good faith discussion when you, you won't even engage in the uh, most basic of academic principles and this, this this is why i just take this you know i'm i'm not doing the the science act i'm doing it it's a joke this they've turned all this into um a laughing stock and so um yeah gloves off exactly. gloves off let's just let's see who's left standing afterwards um did you ever see my uh my poem that i wrote for what's your nuts uh fat Angie. yeah <laughs> I don't know. Because I, well, I made the Matrix, the Dominatrix meme, but then I wrote a poem as well. It was pretty good. But I don't think a lot of people got it. But I was pretty proud of it because I took the the speech from V for Vendetta where he's using almost entirely words that start with V, and I made it about her. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, um, you're quite the bard, quite, quite creative uh, individual. I've come to learn. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should always at like end of the stream each stream with a poem or something because that lots of good stuff well if, so long as they're your poems you don't yeah. want to hear mine mine would be like vogon poetry from hitchhiker's guide to galaxy you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to hear that wouldn't wouldn't flow if you want lots of swear for the, well for those people who who were lucky enough to experience the whenever we whenever you read my my one poem i don't remember how long it was but it was pretty oh, cool the, yeah the, anyway. i know the one you're on about yeah <laughs> that was good any um, poem that gets a sibian in bro is uh it's top notch in I, my not that i know what it is <laughs> but yeah so it's it's hard to take scientists seriously when when they literally are shitting all over you and intentionally trying to you know destroy you to protect themselves 
it's not like there's even a good cause for them to be defensive. They're they're literally trying to protect their their livelihood because they caused the pandemic. And the only thing we don't know is if it was one of their their friends who worked in the bioweapon space who caused the pandemic, or if it was just a mistake, or I mean I think we I think we could pretty much figure that out, but but they don't care. They don't care about us. And so they're willing to do things like this and lie and lie and, and publish paper after paper and say unequivocally we have the answer. When the truth is, is that I wrote to Michael Monroby the day after he publishes his November paper, November 2021, I, I, a private message and in a regular tweet, I was like, hey, that's, well, that's cool. And I, I see this new thing you, you've got, and it seems like you're, you want to go places with this. But, um, you know, I, I, I didn't see anything. I said, like, the Weibo thing, which I know that you only did because you saw us talking about it, and so you wanted to, you wanted to kind of, you know, cut that off. But I just want you to know, old Mikey, that, uh, that there's hundreds of other studies out there they disagree with this stupid bullshit that you're trying to pull and and i sent it i sent him a list like i sent him my the thing that i'd already made that was my uh you know, I've, big, I've just realized guy. he's actually on the uh he's on that stupid um leak or leap or a is... <laughs> i haven't i haven't read it yet because i just yeah i don't i don't think i've seen this one yet but uh... This is a um, book chapter that they've uh, just put out. I think it's this one. COVID origins, nationalism, and diasporic heterogeneity. What? Did, did they just say nationalism? Yes. I think, the fuck is this shit? I think that's what it said. Hang on. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> COVID conspiracy theories in global perspective. So they've literally done a whole book. <laughs> I wonder if I get a mention in there. <laughs> you know, I've never been cited, so I would like to be cited once. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, very nice. Where'd you get that? Yes. That is awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. It's awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool. Well, okay. Never mind. I'm not the cool. <laughs> it's cool. It means it's cool. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, sweet. <laughs> she just looked mystified, bro. I try to be cool, and then <laughs> I didn't. I didn't need that just now to remind me of that. But I'm glad it did. So. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize the whole book was on. Um... This must be some good rat feces. Let's see. Oh yes. So Lewandowski, Jacobs, and Stuart Neal. That's that sounds like. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. They do mention nationalism. I, I, in Asia, Asian nationalism. 
Uh, the the these retard. Like I don't even recognize these names except for the one, that one group. Wow. Lotus Ruan sounds like a porno star. Um. Don't don't be like racist and misogynist, Kevin. <laughs> How dare I? That way, the, the evil demon spawn who, you know, will then accuse you of being the devil. I know. Uh, she drops f bombs all over the place. <laughs> Look, man, I t I just consider it a victory that um her and uh face Maxman frozen frozen nature article. <laughs> well, you know they didn't mention my name, but yeah, they just they went as close as they could. <laughs> There's a neuroscientist calling <laughs> Angie fat. <laughs> that was a victory, bro. I'm just glad that I have a higher metric score in one of my papers than than her drivel that she somehow her basically like bitch rant oh crap i said it aloud oh well on um, in like nature communications like are you serious so yeah let's see oh africa out of the shadows oh that's gotta be good the truth is not known covid 19 vaccine hesitancy is a failure of biomedicine's moral legitimacy in Zambia. What about the moral legitimacy of the fact that they're poisoning people with a bioweapon? Yeah. It's interesting. Like, the, that's the part that they struggle with. Hmm. Interesting. Man, it's it's some tome that they've put out, dude. Holy shit. 22 chapters at least. Wow. That's I gotta more. give me some of this. That's more. Part five. Anti-globalism meets anti-vax suspicion. It's with Guadalupe. Damn it. If I can't make it into this book. Then... <laughs> uh, I wish, man. This is... Now, I did get called out by Gorski. I was called uh, anti-vax. Pedo adjacent Gorski. <laughs> Gorak or whatever his name is. Fuck him. I hate him. I really... He's scumbag. He is a scumbag. And, you know, the the balls of him turning around and saying, there's no there's no prion risk, etc., because they, they don't use bovine uh, bovine products in, in the manufacture. And I know, I know, he knows he's lying. He knows he's lying. But it was all part of setting up the stage for for gaslighting people. It's why I went so hard after him. And um, once once we found the link to Epstein, oh my god, it was merciless. <laughs> I think they ended up writing about me as well. Ah, lost her. Uh... We lost Rixie. Oh no! <laughs> god damn, tell me up, boys. Let's uh, let's try a uh, stop share. It's a uh, boom. Come on, Rixie, get back in here. Uh, whilst whilst we're waiting, uh, wait, yeah, and oh, there we go. Are you back? You made it. Yep. That, that was my my phone dying, so that was, that was my, my internet. Oh well, fixed it. 
Yeah, I was just, I was just, I don't know which bit you caught, but it was just once once we found uh, Gorski was taking money from Vexner Foundation. <laughs> oh my god, man, it was brutal. But it was a brutal few weeks for that man. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a soul or a penis, so. No. <laughs> no, and there's just, there's just this, um, this shady aspect about him where they were literally overdosing. Um, and these are, he, he works in like inner city hospital in um, yeah, Detroit, okay. I think. And he was part of a case where, um, so does so does Fauci, or so did Fauci. That's true. Okay. <laughs> but of course, he was part of a case where they were ODing individuals on chemotherapy drugs, and um, I guess charging for it and what have you. And reading into the case, they were both like the him and another. I want to say the other guy was Indian or Pakistani, something like that maybe Middle Eastern, and um, suddenly, yeah, suddenly Gorski has found himself a, a nice uh, nice um, head of department position, and, uh, you know, it's very obvious that um, he, he grasped up his, his co-conspirator. And, you know, they... Yeah. Wow, that, that book is 350. 50, 380 pages, bro. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'll send you the link. Um, I, mean, I, I, I won't actually read it, but... I'm going to. Too, I bet it's great. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. It's one of the things I am going to read. <laughs> I mean, I've... I don't know. I guess I've read a hundred thousand pages now. But for those, those and, that are watching this, this right, the fact that they would go the length of publishing a book, right, and that book is what not paywalled, oh, right? <laughs> not, not paywalled. Never. None of their stupid propaganda. Well, actually, I think some of them are lame enough to actually paywall, but. Not right now, because they desperately want to. Like, who do you think is going to read this? Well, it's again, like, again, it's it's just stacking yeah. the the literature that uh, um, some students going to have to read and will believe. And the this is this is how the, the it's so Orwellian, right? Yeah, it's a literal definition. And they need um, it's time for pitchforks, Commander Rixie. These are not good people. And I think no. that uh, people need to recognize that. And not in a way because it's like it's right. No, it's hard for me to. I, I struggle. I struggle to give attention and respect to people who would literally stab you in the back for a tic-tac dude i i just um i i click on the united states 
chapter. I've never heard of these people. Claire Birchall, Peter Knight. I don't know who they are. But immediately, they don't. Um, they don't call. They don't say President Trump. Right. Who reads? Populist politicians like Trump also turn to ethno-nationalist and xenophobic conspiracy narratives in their accounts of the emergence of the coronavirus. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know about you, but is there a name for what Biden is? Like, because you know, dead intentionally destroying the world like because i'm more offended by the fact that hundreds you know, of thousands of dead on the borders of uh, on the southern borders of europe that's quite offensive um gas pipelines being blown up people freezing to death <laughs> that's people pretty flying offensive. people people flying off planes uh right trying to escape. <laughs> or just so, get in uh, turn to uh, kebab meat in the undercarriage as they got folded up inside. It's true. I, whenever that happened, whenever the, you know, whatever it was, because it, I mean, it was just before September 11th. So, I mean, it was like three weeks before September 11th, mm -hmm. which is probably like the whole deal because God forbid we, we stay there past yeah, but, 20 years. You know what? Um, it's very obvious that I think, well, I, I would posit that the, the, the rapid withdrawal was because they knew what was coming that, that in the winter, that winter, which was Russian and Ukraine. They were going to try and cause something. And I think you want to get your... Um, well, yeah, I mean, they're if, frontline forces, right? You need to, you want them that's back. The case, I don't know. I, I, I don't give them that much credence to assume that they were actually trying to think ahead. I would say it's far more likely that they just knew that it was coming, and um, not even that they wanted to fight in Ukraine, but they just wanted to, they wanted to escape that as quickly as possible. But the fact that they would then leave 80 billion or 90, 89 billion, although there's a bunch of arguments about that, but just for argument's sake, we'll say $89 billion worth of gear left. And then we turn around and give Ukraine, well, I'm sure they're trying to make, I want them to get to 89 billion because fuck it, you know, just, just give us the middle finger and just, just do it times two. No, the, uh, I'll send you the link. Um, Simon put up a good documentary on WTYL, and um, what's going on with that site? Because like every time I go there, it it says that it's not launched or something. Uh, it's working now. Um, I mean, I, I was on there like two days ago, so I don't know if. Uh, but it, it it says like it, to me, it looks like it hasn't been published to the internet yet like i don't know it's weird uh yeah it it, it has let me let me just find okay. this uh okay. um okay, but, uh, 
But well, no. I mean, the the subject is the withdrawal of um, U.S. forces from Afghanistan, and you know, uh, look, whatever your feelings about the war, etc. Um, it, it was a case of well, you break it, you fix it in this instance, right? And um, here, here it is. Uh, copy address. Um, and it's about the last few days. Um, it's sort of Green Berets helping uh, a Afghanistani, you know, their forces, and just um, you know, the what seemed like a relatively stabilized position i guess for one of one of a better expression i don't I, I don't know but you know the the fighting in afghanistan was yeah wasn't too bananas and it, like i said it did seem more like a policing action there weren't that many troops left and it, it did just seem to be more support and then a few sort of forward operating specialist type um divisions you know green beret that type of thing that are th this um this documentary is about but that there it's not it's not like there were a hundred thousand u.s troops shooting around left right and center um that th this was support infrastructure for Afga afghani um police military to try to maintain control over the government that had been built up and you know i'm as far as as uh how should we say as uh for strong borders as uh i am i'm i'm kind of of the opinion that you know those that us and uk forces go in and convince to help them in in their actions we owe those people. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, I'll, I, I was never in Afghanistan. My twin brother was. And he was always more questioning of it, I guess, than I was. More so than we've both been in Iraq. And, and I, like, I think we both felt better about that but he, he he for a long time he'd been of the opinion yeah we don't we don't need to be there but at the same time one to leave like that was just incredibly traumatic for anybody who had who fought there and i know exactly what it felt like because the same thing happened with isis when they rolled into Anbar province after we you know shit blood, sweat, and tears for six or seven years. And then, you know, because Obama wanted an excuse to leave and the Iraqis gave it, he said, and just out of the blue within like a span of like two months, just up to the left. And you know that? And that was heartbreaking because, you know, then two years later to watch ISIS uh, beheading 
fathers and and raping mothers in front of their children or you know vice versa you know some combination and just murdering thousands of people um tens of thousands of people i don't know it was disheartening because well, especially when the U.S. State Department is so <laughs> just so deep in causing those color revolutions in those other countries, um, I, I, yeah. what were they thinking? Well, they, they weren't. These people don't think in, in the way that we do. They, and I don't even. I don't know. They're just evil. They're stupid and they're evil, which is a, a terrible combination, because then they're they're willing to gaslight and make whatever sort of excuses and it sucks that you know i wish the deep state could foster i don't know maybe like a sense of national pride or uh, a willingness to do the right thing occasionally because then it might not be so terrible but it's like they pick out the worst of scum on the face of the planet and um and it's really just a reflection on them but like the it's like this pipeline getting blown up right i bet i bet you they they probably said to the divers that were going in if because it was around if if the seymour hirsch story is correct and they used that um military exercise it's correct. I have no doubt. but they probably told no told the the divers that were going you're going to simulate placing charges on the <laughs> On the pipelines. I don't think I. I don't know that they'd be that dumb. I don't think they'd be that dumb. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, you know what you're doing when you're when you're diving, you know, three hundred miles from Russia. And, yeah. no, but I just, I just wonder if the if the actual men putting it down there thought that they were just putting dummy charges. <laughs> just no, to... no, no. No, I think it's possible that. You know, they might have had doubts about it or thought it was a bad idea, but but no, the, the fact that the fact that this president, like, it's hard for me to to envision him being conscious, much less being strategic in his thinking. And I, and I don't say that I do say that to be sarcastic, but I don't say it because I want to. I've never seen anything like this before. And the problem is, is that there's no, I don't see anybody smarter behind him. Um, that, they're just, that's pretty sad. They're just stupid. People go on and on and say, oh, they're just ideologues. We're trying to do this and that. No, I think they're just stupid. I think they're arrogant and stupid. And that's the worst combination because then you don't know that you're stupid. Kind of like Roby. Actually, I think Roby. I think Roby. I think he's kind of smart. I mean, he he has good thoughts about you know like immune imprinting and and things like that. Of course, then he sold out to, to Anthony Fauci. Yeah, he just he's, he's just looking to climb the academic ladder and. Oh well, yeah, um, because if you, if you listen to him talk, you should go at some point. Somebody you should play this the same video that that I showed to to JC, and then he played on a stream. Um, where he's where he's briefing the imprinting thing. Actually, no, it was I found one where Fauci was talking about it. And but if you listen to Roe, he you can tell from his conclusions that 
he would probably have questions about whether or not it's a good idea to to try this with infants who haven't seen a native virus yet, specifically a flu, but it could you know could be for coronavirus or whatever. No, fuck it. So so he's keeping his mouth shut. Fauci said Fauci adopts this. This is you know what we should do. We should. This imprinting is great, so we should make sure we jab all the kids before they can get infected with any virus, which is why they want to do it with six-month-olds, because, because they've learned that, you know, the first cut is the deepest with imprinting, and so they want to, he wants to imprint. He, he, he's not sitting here thinking, hmm, maybe we should, we should ponder this and do some more research before we decide to mess with a natural process and, and instead of putting instead of getting them infected with you know a flu strain put 10 flu strains on a single pan flu virus and get it to a six month old now granted their innate immune system will probably be just fine if the SIDS doesn't kill them but what are they thinking because this works so well for coronavirus so, so instead of Instead of using one partial epitope, <laughs> we're going to use ten because yes, because that because that'll solve the problem. That'll solve it's, the problem. It's it's mind blowing. So we'll be sold out. We'll be sold out because he knows the danger. Because this imprinting, what it does is, yeah, it makes you vulnerable to some things, but it's natural. It makes you less vulnerable to other things. Which is why half the population, if we were to have a an H5N1 uh, pandemic, for instance, this is, this is timely, it wouldn't be as deadly, even if nobody used antibiotics or anything else, because half the population would have a much milder time with it, and half would probably have a very bad time with it. And so those are the kinds of things that they should be telling people. To make them feel better, to make them more prepared, should it be uh, an actual H5N1 pandemic? No, they're not going to tell the public how this imprinting thing works, because then the public might question why they want to do it with their kids. Because as I pointed out to uh, Scarosa today, I was like, you know what? Since you're pointing this out, I guess I should throw in here something too. You know that IgG class switching comes about after always by the, sometimes by the second, always by the third jab. And they want to jab six month olds three times in the, in the following nine months before they're 15 months. Gee, I wonder, do we have any idea what would happen if we start doing IgG class switching to IgG4 on an infant? Maybe they'd be okay. Maybe that would be the dumbest thing we could ever do. Uh, I'll go with dumbest, dumbest thing that we could ever do. Or, <laughs> Just, evil. or evil. Yeah, that's that's the other. Because Fauci knows. He knows all of these things. And that's what sucks. That's why I, I have to bounce around between subjects, because because every time I, I tried to go and finish this, this Wuhan stuff, there would be like more news breaking. I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm not... And so I never get any project done because... You know, I either have to write about it or I have to discover it. And so I like being able to discover things. But 
Uh, Jesus, man. Like everywhere I turn, they're they're not just doing the wrong thing. They are like shotgunning a beer, stripping down naked, and then diving off shallow into the gene pool into some stupid idea um, that they know is wrong. And I just, it's horrifying. My, my daughter went to the doctor the other day. I don't want her to ever get a shot. Ever. Yeah, I mean, you got to, 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 it's impossible to have any faith in these um, products now. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess the one exception I would give right now, and I'm, I should be okay for it anyway, is rabies. That's probably the only, only exception I would give right now. To, uh, well, I, d yeah. I don't know, unless they, unless they come up with some gangbuster cancer vaccine that you know feel like you got a flu for a week and then uh, it's stage four dissolves away. Well, okay. You know what? Or they could just uh, keep working on this epigenetic stuff and just identify the cancers five years earlier mm -hmm. and then they'd be much easier to kill. But no, they're yeah. not going to tell us about that. Yeah. Notice that they're not telling us about that, but they're pushing six-month-olds getting a series of three boosters in nine months just for the SARS vaccine. Not all the other vaccines, just the SARS vaccine. And just the mRNA. Unbelievable. No no epigenetic signatures for you. Just wondering if uh, I wanted because I want to bring up your latest images. Yeah, I mean, it, it won't take that long. And it ties in because it's yeah. Once again, this is Morobi is just a mouthpiece for whatever the narrative is. Well, I, th I think it's this one, right? So the the number, the numbers that we were we were sort of talking about, and um, could I share screen? I wonder if share screen is going to break. Connect. Well, my phone died, and it was I was using that as the uh, link at the time, so that's why it, it fragged out. It should be okay. So this this sort of encapsulates the broad in, um, number terms, right? And yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. like the other picture. It might be better to show the other one first, because even though it's just a this list. No, there's actually, I thought I sent you like an image that shows uh, these are all good images, but I think we're back further. I think it's the, there we go. Yeah, and you can't even really see it, but go back to the, that other one. Well, actually, no, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll start with this one, and we can just go through them. It's pretty much a sequence, they're probably logical. Um, but <clears throat> basically, um, it, it sounds kind of simple at first, but Basically, what I did was um, I looked, I compared what the what they have, what the narrative is allowed 
the official um, case statistics for the outbreak in Wuhan to be. And basically there's about 54,000 people that got COVID, the almost 4,000 that died. And that's basically been the story since, since the outbreak was over. And so, so for two years, I've been digging through different, going through all sorts of different aspects of the outbreak, looking at the epidemiology, because like I said at the beginning, it was obvious to me that nobody had even bothered counting the dots on this, on this narrative piece of crap. It was the World Health Organization report. It was so bad that uh, Tedros himself rejected it the same day it came out. He was like, yeah, I can't, I can't accept it. Like, I'm sorry, this is not good enough because this is garbage. This is so embarrassing because it's just pure China, you know, trying to sell frozen fish as the, as the source. It, it, even he couldn't do it. Even Anthony Blinken, who has since shown the, the character that he is, even he was unwilling to accept that. So this screen right here shows the results. So I did a count of digging through my own work. And so what people don't realize when I say that is that um, I went through the literature to, to come up with a different number. And as you can see right here, it's almost exactly the same. But in order to do that literature, um, in order to come to that number, I had to go through more than 150 different studies to find, because basically I, I've, I'd already compiled other pieces of data and I needed something to compare it with. And so I literally, for several months, off and on, I've been searching for hospital by hospital in Wuhan for numbers of how many uh, cases they treated and how many people died at their hospital. And there's 171 hospitals for sure that had cases and Literally, I've been, I've been finding peer-reviewed papers and or official data sources. So I don't know if you want to click to the to the uh, that page picture that shows it. This one. Yeah. So that is literally, it's kind of like a bibliography, and what it shows is every um, study that I could find, and the actual data associated with it, okay, cases and deaths, if they had it, um, what type of study it was, the actual links to the study, if the deaths came from a different study, then it had a different link associated with it. And so I'm going to release this, but <clears throat> what people need to understand is, is that all I did was go into the actual peer-reviewed literature, which is what I've been doing in other ways investigating this and Warobi never went through 95% of it. in fact I bet less than five of these studies 
he's ever seen before. Um, but I went through all of them, and I'm like, so, and so what I did was that now I've got a list of, of as many hospitals as I could find. So it's like 13 of the mobile, like the, like the temporary ones that they built, and then shoved a bunch of people in to, for social distancing. And then I've got every single hospital I could find, which is 50 out of the 171, but it just so happens to be most of the biggest ones. So I got most of them. And then like a bunch of multiples, because we were multiple studies done at different hospitals. And so basically there's like a hundred sources just on this page. And what that is, is it's proof, it's evidence. Because why this matters is because the number that I came up with that was only like 0.4% different. Um, I came up with that by looking at the references. And the difference between this isn't that number, isn't the 0.4% there. It's the fact the distribution of these cases, when I took that data and, I, and, I, and you put it and you sort it by the 13 districts that are in Wuhan, even though it's very close in number, it's actually incredibly different in terms of distribution. And like, like this, that was just like the an image of the city itself. I think each one of those, you can see there's, there's a, like two or three letter little codes. Each one of those is a different uh, district. And each district has between half a million and like 1.2 million people in it. But here's what I really found is that in, in, the, in the picture that you're seeing, like right in the middle and like curving, going up and down at an angle is the line that separates the, it's the Yangtze River. It's so once again, it's a mile wide river. And at, when the lockdowns happened, everything just stopped. Like you, you did not cross that river because it was the easiest easiest natural barrier you could think of. I mean, so, I mean, they, they roadblocked the barrier. Right, unless you're uh, I mean, Callahan, right, they, Michael, Michael Callahan, didn't he do a daring escape up, up the river with all yeah, his blood I mean, yeah. samples? <laughs> Hang on a second. Hey, big boy? Yeah, thanks, Dick. Uh, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, we don't want to get in the way of Ruby's gaslighting. Um, but yeah, so the, so about two thirds of the population lives on the western upper side, and that's where the market is, with a big red dot right here. And then on the southeastern side, and right in the middle, pretty much, is where the Wuhan Institute of Virology is. And their BSL-4 lab is at the, right at the southern end of that red line, of the subway line. And that's also right where the um, Athletes Village was for the Wuhan Military Games. And the green subway line is the number two line that Dr. Quay has, has been you know, pointing out for a long time. And I would just posit that, that both of them are actually key for the spread of Wuhan. Uh, 
And here's why, because when I pulled, when I gathered all this data and then re-looked at it at the distribution, it turns out that, that these Chinese studies, and once again, out of these 150 studies, almost all of them are from Chinese authors. So this had to pass Chinese censors, etc. These Chinese studies have a shift of about 10,000 cases from the north side to the south side. The same number of cases overall, like roughly 50,000, but a massive shift. And what that basically means is that the Chinese themselves reporting, the people at the hospitals reporting their data, their statistics, um, and when they're reporting their accurate statistics, it turns out that there's a massive outbreak, almost double the size what they claim taking place on right where the wave is, right in the middle, where the green spot is, right at the confluence of those two subway lines. And it was happening earlier than they said. But the wave is... 10,000 cases have been shifted around across the river to perpetuate this lie that the market was the was the source of this virus. And, and I knew there was something, I knew that it couldn't be true because there's just a giant gaping hole of the data. And I actually didn't expect to find it here. I didn't even need to find it here to prove my case, but that's what they've been doing. They literally, they literally just manipulated their data. Well, Warabi did. Not the not the Chinese. The, the Chinese have been. Well, the my... Chinese have just basically washed their hands completely of it. Mm. Um, but Roby has perpetuated this bullshit because they have nothing else, and so they have to keep the focus uh, on this market because they're never going to find a natural origin for this virus. So if I if I was to just try and. So, in comparison to the Weibo data, so by using the published study data here, are we are we confounding it by just the just the fact that hospitals are more clustered in this part of no, the city? Because, or... Well, because remember, there's actually more hospitals on the market side even per capita, like, and the population is more dense on the Western side, and the population is older on the market side. So in, for every conceivable reason, the spread should be happening much faster and having more effects on the Western side where the market is. And that's what, just another thing that makes it so striking that when you add all this stuff up together, that there's a 10,000 person shift because what that means is, is that it was almost even. So even though 65% of the population lives in the West, and even though they're more susceptible and higher population density um, and closer to the market, somehow they actually had fewer, they had half the number of cases that they said they did. And where did they, where did they go? Well, as it turns out, there's an already that I've counted, there's 4,000 extra just in Wu Chang, right in the middle, where the wave is. There's 
Zhengxia, um, which is the one furthest, furthest down south, and that's where the BSO-4 lab is. The, I, I, I can believe this, like just before I, I noticed it and I told you, like, I didn't realize it, but there's triple the number of cases per the hospital's published peer-reviewed studies that I just happened to concatenate over a period of like nine months. There's triple the number of cases that they're reporting. And there's, and there's, and that's what's so crazy is that the overall number of cases didn't go up. Like we're still talking about the same number of cases, but there's a massive shift. So why 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 is the Weibo data showing a different dispersion pattern then? Because the, you you look at the science paper and their well their Weibo data I should say. Right. Well, their Weibo data, they have uh, seven hundred and thirty nine or seven hundred and twenty nine. Um, case points that were plotted or something, which is interesting because um, I had the same set of data. You, there's actually 1,100 Weibo messages, but a lot of them are duplicates, or they're referring to the same person because uh, the same family was frantically sending them out one every other day or something. So what you end up with is about 670 unique cases that have sufficient dates where you can plot. So I don't know where he got these extra cases from because I have all of the data and I had it long before he did. So, and see, when you look at this D, this picture D, and then you compare it with uh, picture E, like it doesn't make sense. Like, well, like how did they end up with that plot? from that there's almost nothing on the on the other side and that's well there's a reason for that i mean i i could i could show you the one that we've made um but but the bottom line is that but really the, the connection it. seems stable if you want if you want to try throwing um see your i don't even know if, it, if the one that i've been given because i didn't have the the shape files, and so my friend was doing it for me. Let's see if I can find it. Where... <clears throat> Let's see. Actually, oh, I might already be here. The yeah, their contours seem very uh, suspect. <laughs> Yeah, the contours have been torn apart by literally seven or eight other, other people. And that's part of what was so obnoxious is that as soon as the original November paper came out, there was a bunch of us like piling on saying, this is full, you're full of shit, this is real, I'm sorry, get this shit out of here. And he just basically stuck up his middle finger and, and said, well, I'm just going to publish this to science anyway, and they're going to publish it because... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's facilitated review, and well, if it wasn't reviewed, it was just um, eh. yep. editorialized, so, I guess. That way, of... yeah. So, well, actually, I don't. Let me. Uh, okay, we're. Let me get back here. 
And let's share screen. But I'm gonna try to try to get theirs as well. So, so this image right here, it it's actually missing um, some of the districts. But what we were able to do is once we had the because I already had the geo coordinates, I, I just wanted to be able to put them in the context of the districts and. So he, he just sent me like a, a file. He hadn't finished um, just plotting all the points, but, but what you can see right here, and when you compare this to not this one, but because like that's the first one. Where's the other one though? The right one. Well, so let me just pull this one up here. No. And you can see like I've got oh, Jesus. I've got a whole bunch of tabs and all sorts of crazy crap going on, but but this is so I don't even need Warobi's picture because I can show you the actual picture. The actual data. And this is taken from cell phone images and whatnot. So here we've been able to replicate this and one of the things that Ruby did was he didn't um, he didn't apply the, the fact that the size of the marker indicates how many cases there were at they were tied to that uh, phone call or whatever and that's that's kind of important and they, they literally shaved they did everything they possibly could to um, make this appear like this was more than it was on one side. But this is the actual number of cases, which matches the actual data. And when you scroll down here, and this is something that I put in a meme like a year and a half ago, so you can't really see it here, but basically with the bottom of the chart on the, down here, it says it's the correlation between um, the Weibo data and the actual cases cases that were coming in day by day so you can see tracking very very closely so whatever this data was representing was incredibly accurate and it was accurate both in terms of like the time like the, the temporal signature but also the age range so like, all of this epidemiological data matches perfectly with even the reported data that was coming out so I tend to think that they weren't completely lying about it. They just obfuscated where in the city it was. But you can't. So to, to, like, the data on the that you just had there. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go back. To yeah, you can ask your question though. Um, I'm just over. I'm I'm just trying to the, the borders. Right, so I'm trying to work out. The differences in scale of because the borders <laughs> differ so much in the so this is that's Warabi's data that you're showing right uh, there. Yeah, and right now I'm just trying to edit this picture. <laughs> mm. I, I forget how I'm supposed to. 
move that. Oh, okay, there we go. I just need a picture format. Actually, no, scratch that. I don't want to do that. Picture format, color. I'm just going to make it transparent. There we go. Wow, that's kind of terrible, but... Um, but yeah, I've spent hours and hours and hours doing shit like this to, to like match it up and, you know, I, so I don't know if that helps people at all. Actually, that is kind of more confusing, but it's also pretty cool, so screw you guys. Um, what was your question? Uh, the... That's a rather cool effect. That's my question. Yeah, that's better. So yeah, it, it's the one. It's the one with the scaled uh, crosses on for um, that you can see it in your left bottom left hand corner. Um, that one. So um, I just want to. Can you make it bigger? So it, for sure, there's lots uh, of single cases. Oh, it's, uh, you've taken it off the page now, but um, but the one with all the crosses and the crosses are weighted which is the waibu oh, okay. waibu yeah. calls i just um i just want to see that bigger because yeah. it seems to me like there's lots of single calls on the west side yeah um yes which would make sense because so on the western side there's a lot more old people who don't have people living at home with them. So you don't have eight kids and everything. Well, two kids. And um, they're just older. And so a lot of times what was happening was the family was calling. And that's actually another thing that they did because there's two sets of, of location points. There's one where the phone call was made from. And then there's the actual location of the patient, which wasn't necessarily in the same place. And that's something that was, that was obfuscated, I think, on purpose, because what happens is, is if you, if you kind of disconnect those two, you can artificially focus on the old people who are mostly clustered on the, on the Western side, for instance. Um, there's just so many different ways that they've, I mean, I could go on for, for days just, just talking about all the different things that they've done because I've literally spent days doing this, stuff like this, trying to... I mean, like, my first glance at that, though, is it is weighted to the west side. And... Right, and that's okay because people need to understand that, that population-wise, that's what we expect. The problem isn't that this... That's not the problem. The problem is that that's not what is being reported. I mean, and I'll, I'll stop screen sharing because you can just go back to yours. Um, because if you go back to your picture from the from the Warobi paper, he's what he's done is he he's paired it back so it's only showing like from a certain period of time. But he even manipulated that to be different from the. I believe he had a starting or he had an ending later because what he wanted to do was make it he wanted to pile more right so the, the longer you take out the date the more the further you take the date out the more you're gonna skew towards the, the so west side 
what we'll be able to know is that on January 18th, there, there was a, a giant outdoor dinner I remember. with about 30,000 people in the Bayabutin community, which is on the western side, very close to Jinyan uh, Tan Hospital. And that was kind of like a second super spreader event because you could see it, like, because you started seeing a massive boom on the western side once again, right on the day that lockdown started happening on January 23rd. And that's because five days earlier, they just had this massive open outdoor meal where everybody was packed in tight and, and celebrating the new year. And so that was, there were, there were three, there's at least three um, like sparks to this. And two of them, like the, the market is known, but most people don't, haven't thought, they don't know that, that epidemiologically this, this massive meal was, was actually a trigger. But the problem is, is that somewhere in there, something was happening on the other side of the river. And according to Warobi, prior to January 1st, only 15% of cases were on that side of the river, which is a problem because every time point after that, and I went through all of them, it's at least a 65-35 ratio. And when the numbers start to explode as rapidly as they do, you can't, you can't just catch up. But one of the things that I've done is, as I've shown that the Wu chain was actually booming first, and it was only after that second uh, super spreader event that that the West Side started to catch up. Hard, that's hard to do because it's a lot smaller and has a younger population that's less spread out. I hate my internet connection. Yeah. So, so the bottom line is, is that it was epidemiologically impossible. But now, I, I already knew that. What I didn't expect was that 20% of the entire cases just magically transported from one side of the river to the other. I did not expect to find that. Right. So like, this is the key with um, your you can't. Th this database. So this this database, when you, which I would argue is probably more more well, I don't know. I don't know enough about Weibo. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to assume that um, you know that the, the Chinese medical system. I would weight that higher as a, a, a data source, just for where patients are ending up and patients are dying. Right. Well, they've used they've used it, and they, like I said, like eighty five percent or more of the peer reviewed papers that I include on that list of sources for each hospital. Um, comes from China, most of them from Wuhan. So the people that were, the scientists that were at the universities watching all the shit go down and all the doctors that were at the hospitals were reporting all of their stuff at different times, different locations, and that it was all approved by censors. And all I did was go back through, clean up the data, 
um, try to weed through all the possible confounding stuff as much as possible. And there's always going to be some because obviously, I mean, there was more cases than were listed. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff. But all I care about is, is that 20, to have a 20% shift from one side of the river to the other, it's on the Chinese, it's not on me. That's pretty, 10,000 people out of 50,000, you can't just make that up somehow. They didn't even look. The World Health Organization didn't even look at the data. Just for people to, quick summary point here. So Charles, Charles is basically through, again, what you should be doing, lick spills, reading through papers and um, literally, literally finding a fifth of the cases are not where they're supposed to be. It's just actually, or, or where, you, where we would predict they would be if there's something, something pointing to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, I guess. Or, or I, I don't know. Can we can we definitively say it's that, or just is, is it just that there are more science parks and research institutes on the east side? There, there's the. They had just moved the CDC from the east side to the west side, but that was in early December. So to be honest, I think it was too late. I really, I mean, I mean, I'm fifty percent. Thinking that that the U.S. did it and planted it there, mm, no. um, it just—I just don't know exactly why. I, I, I knew I know that there's floating virus around somewhere, and I don't know if that was just a distraction or whatever. You it know what? Less, I think the Chinese thought that they leaked it, but I—I I, I think the most parsimonious explanation, uh, or or the least black-pilled one, is that. There was an earlier breach going around and as a form of narrative control, they wanted to seed it so it looked like China was the epicenter, I guess. They wanted to exploit the crisis and and, uh, divert attention. And, And, you know, we know... Days Act was there in October. Hypothesis. That's it. Say, say that again. So that's, that I would right now. I think China leaking it or us leaking it on China. I think those are probably 50, 50. Hmm. And so the value for me is okay. I just want us to stop pretending that. That, that anything related to the market matters. Um, we need to find out what happened in Wuhan, but we're not going to as long as there is both China and you know the proximals are holding this up as a possible answer. Like we need to strike this down and just piss all over it and bury it as quickly as possible. Well, like I say, the quickest way is to, um, if I say quickest, not going to be quickest. It will be ball achingly frustrating, dude. But um, it's to write it up, 
write it up and start submitting it to journals and, and do it as a direct challenge to the science paper. And you, you pick a, you, you know, you pick your highest target first and just say, look, we've reanalyzed the data. We've got this, you know, we've found 10,000 cases, et cetera. It's not insignificant number. These calculations are wrong. And um, put it in as high an impact journal as you can, uh, as you can get away with. And I don't know. I don't think nature would take it. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe even, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think it might be good. Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences. They've been somewhat balanced in my view. Right. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I think we need like, we need somebody with a giant penis or some, some attribute that I feel like we don't have that can, uh, it, if it, it would help to have someone in an academic position, that's that that's the critical. Um, well, it would cut down a lot of the resistance you would get. Um, like we could do it. Um, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you again. You you'll get the immediate editorial rejection because. It's not come through like a university system. Well. Especially something so contentious. Forbes would take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that actually, Jigs makes a good point in the chat, right? Is to try and um, put it in a write it up as a quote-unquote news media article in depth for like, I don't know, Atlantic or something. Some, some, I don't know, where, whatever the big name is in um, publishing. It's just uh, as a, because it's what they do, right? They pre-release into, um, or, or, or you do it simultaneously. You put it on a preprint server, and at the same time, you've got a, uh, a news media type article ready to go in Forbes, for example. And then, once once that's established, you then you then try to push it into the the top tier academic um, journals. And in that instance, I would try to reach out to someone like Sachs, who's at least he'd be open to um, putting his name at least on on the. I uh, I, mean, I happen to know a couple of epidemiologists, uh, like you know, Alex Washburn and Andrew Huff and. They need to. They need to be in an um, academic position. That's that, that's the thing. Right? Yeah. That that's the that's the key. That no, will... I mean, even Alex loves his. Who wants to be in that environment right now, bro? No one. No one with two two functioning brain cells or uh, chromosomes, I should say. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because. 
just before the, you know, the, well, I call it, uh, Jay had just met uh, Jay Bhattacharya. So <laughs> there's some, there's an epidemiologist who could probably, mm-hmm. who could probably have good published. I mean, at least he's, um, but, I mean, he's a, he's approachable on Twitter. It's not, it's not like he's, uh, um, well, he likes things that I do all the time. So obviously I'm, I'm kind of a big deal, but no, I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't, there's not really like a natural person to go to because unfortunately the other people who've been working on this from Jurassic or elsewhere who've, who are very familiar with it. Um, a lot of them are anonymous, and so, and ironically, none of them really thought that looking at the case data after December is worth it anyway, so, um, so I, I do kind of want to, like, just kind of prove the point that it is, but, yeah, I just don't know anybody. Look, I, I, I can write, bro. <laughs> I'll write you, boy, but... Um... I know we're all rebels. We're all rebels, though. Really, we need you need you uh, need someone someone who's who's in an and look you know maybe maybe the landscape has changed somewhat now you know and particularly as twitter has sort of changed the dynamic somewhat and there is the discussion in congress right now that um you know legit academics were just being we were just being shut down left right and center and the uh, yeah, you you might be surprised uh, people who who might step into the breach now because it's it's a different landscape now, di- di- different. True. So th- there's I that. Mean, who even know this? Like, it's like relevant to. Uh, that I'm on speaking terms with Sachs. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it might not be a bad option. I don't don't think it's a bad option because at least least he's he's already sort of breached the dam somewhat by saying, hey, there was a problem. There was a problem with uh, this this data. And, um, you know, the... The fact that you can just argue, you don't even have to argue so much about the disease itself. It's just this number of 10,000 that the, the source literature brings, um, shows as being um, different to the accepted na- narrative. That's it. It's not, you're not arguing extent of disease, etc. Just within the primary literature, there are the geospatial uh, clustering of this data it is different, so it it means that uh, it it you know I, I you could maybe be diplomatic and say that it you know it casts doubt on the the, the current narrative. I don't know. Um, I mean, have it as me, I, I'd be going for the throat. Yeah, I mean, because really, what I want to do it's not complicated. I want to say. You know, Michael Roby is full of shit. So, um, because that's the truth. Aye. And he's 
I mean, he, he has literally ignored this as we've pointed it out. I've pointed it out. And I really, I want him to, to learn that at some point you, you can't just bullshit forever um, on Team Fauci. At some point, um, somebody has to hold him accountable. Because otherwise, in ten years, he'll, he'll be at the NIH. Yeah, yep. That's 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 the problem that you have. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 the. And like I say, I I would rather see that system just entirely implode, with respect to publication. You know, publication houses and impact factor of journals. I think it's it's highly it's been highly corrupted, etc. But uh, in a way, it's kind of you've got to work with the tools that are in front of you. And um, for something that needs to just um, hammer hammer a stake into the ground, it it may be the best uh, best option. Uh. So overall, I feel pretty good because after two years, literally, and a couple thousand hours of, of doing stuff that nobody has ever seen, um, it's, it's allowed me to compile something that, I mean, literally there's 150 sources just there just to list off what they say at the number of cases and deaths. And when I added it together, it, it was even more ridiculous than I thought possible. So I, I feel like this is, I enjoy being able to find weapons that can be used. I'm just tired of not being able to use them as effectively as I want to. Right. So the first step right now is just quickly, well, I'll help you. To, we'll, we'll spit out something that just goes onto a preprint server and um, you make a press release with it. And you know, th someone will pick it up, and you know whether it's who cares if it's um, what's it called, Zero Hedge? <laughs> I don't. Oh, just... look. Hey, hey, Zero Hedge was—they gave me my big shot. Hmm. Well, until until other people just exploited me and I let it go. But uh, they, they, they were Fucking the first Mormons. ones. Can you dick? Four years, so <laughs> through a phase, no do. And uh, well, look, anyway. uh, we'll, we'll we'll stop the stream and uh, look. It, if if it's a case of just bashing out, um, yeah, five thousand words and the references and the figures placed and legends. Five thousand words. I mean, it doesn't even right. That that's a. I don't know. I'm just thinking average article. Uh, the, the... What, what, uh, what's, what's the typical? I know it changes because even though we're all everybody's supposed to use the same thing in a certain discipline, they don't. Uh, but like, what's the typical like bibliographic citation format? Because I can just drop everything into Zotero and um, it, it it changes. It. It, it changes per journal, um, but the. Um, the, the, the 
it it depends on the the styles and the type of article that you want to write and you know in in this case you you do have a fair degree of raw data that you want to be bringing up and showing the where this came from how this the transfer that you know the transforming of the data from its raw state and then into its aggregating it down right. that you can do something statistical with it um but, i don't know how to do anything statistical yeah i do i just just i just fake it i just fake it off <laughs> how it's, it's not that hard i can i i've got uh i've got some good but i mean i i have i've taken statistics I've got some good math mathematicians, I, 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 I like raw, 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 hardcore mathematicians to my fingertips. If, you, if we really need them, but well, I don't I, think you do I, for this I, this type I of data. I do cool stuff in Excel. I just I don't know how it all works. I just okay. I just kind of keep doing it until it looks cool. So <laughs> that's a, that's how Warby does it. No, no, he he doesn't do it. Looks uh, um, aesthetically looks pleasing weird. to him. Not aesthetically pleasing, but. Um, was word for something that that uh, doesn't incriminate you that like removes exonerates you yeah that's what he does he he tries to make up shit so that way he doesn't look guilty or that now granted he was the nine shining armor who who wrote in to save Fauci's proximals but then they if you're going to do that why would all five authors or well why would four out of five authors of proximal origin be co-authors on all these papers. If if you're trying to obviously cover this up, yeah, but you're also dealing with uh, science ego, bro. That's th th they just want those. Uh, they just want that uh, that citation list and that hate index to go up. That's that's that is so disgusting. Yeah, it's gross, yeah. bro. I mean, I'm just like you're sitting here trying to cover up a pandemic where millions of people have died because. You're either fucking evil or fucking retard, and got incompetent. You're not, and you're not willing, and you're not willing to, to let. Like you know, this paper is going to get boosted in the media. It's you want your name get, on it. It's it's going to falsely get to like eight thousand altmetric score, and so you oh, you just can't help it. You have to put. Yeah, your gotta be on it. You gotta be on it. That's how they think. That is that is the world in which they so live. Sick. Yeah, that is so sick. I mean, I, banks, I guess, because it's made it very easy for me to easily quantify and chart your mm. your narrative. It's so disgusting. Mm. How fucking sick! You, like, I thought Peter Daschuk was bad because he's, you know, because he's speaking out. He's small fry, bro. He's just he's just in it for the business class trips. Why is Christian Anderson putting his name on this paper? Why? If the whole point is to run interference, don't put your fucking name on it. But not just him. Anderson, Gary, and Rambo. <laughs> they're all on it. Well, I, I guess, I guess, I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what they think they're doing is that they're they're showing um, what do you call it? The, Solidarity. Yes, yes. The the, the uh, academic solidarity. We're putting our names on this. We're putting our authority behind it. And you peons, right. 
God, they fucking suck. They're just evil. It's just evil. <laughs> They're assholes. So, I don't. I don't care what I. I don't care what I have to do. I just want evil people to go away. They don't deserve to be in the positions that they're in. No. And I'm tired of being afraid to go to sleep because I might not wake up because I die suddenly. <laughs> yeah, you don't know? do that, bro. Well, I mean, yeah, because I'm afraid to take my trazodone now that I've found out they could be interacting with whatever that thing that... That's changing. Get something else. Go get some, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. Get the hypno, the uh, Royale cheese of, uh, of sleep meds. I'll send you some. I've heard. I've heard. Uh, you'll send me some. Uh, yeah. That'll, that'll go over well. I'm, man, you are a doctor, so. Yeah. Uh. I'm, I, I, although I, it's legality in the US, I think, is... Uh, um, it's probably questionable. Yes, yeah. um, I was—I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's the case. Now, granted, all sorts of people might wonder why I was being shipped through hypnol. I mean, besides the deep state, you know, my wife might wonder. I just want to get a few hours tip. <laughs> Fuck you, assholes! He's been working like <laughs> let him sleep. Well, she knows I have no life anyway, so so I probably wouldn't be going out to bars. But well, well look, right? Um, if if it's a case of just just amalgamating all this stuff together and 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 just bashing out, some, I don't, I don't know. know. Let's get some peons that we work on or something. I don't know. I'm too yeah. I'm too important to do this stuff. I just want to put my name on it, like like Michael Roby and Robert Gary. Hot it, bro. Just, I get my name on it, so I'm there so kicking them in the nuts. Out. <laughs> Gary's the worst too because because after he he you know cut his mentor out of the proximal origin paper, he then proceeded to spend the next year and a half writing papers pointing out things that make us look like a bioweapon, but just but also not speaking the truth about the fact that he thinks that it was, um, you know like in April of 2020 he put out a paper with a bunch of other dudes saying yeah this is aerosol and it's not just aerosol it's exponentially better and says like we don't know why but our, we only had one time point that went out to 16 hours and it was still going like he said this in the paper in april of 2020 yeah no shit dog no shit but you know what else he said Hey, vitamin D is good for your immune system, especially against the virus that might be able to attack your immune cells. Really, fuckface? Yes. That's interesting. I'm glad you pointed that out. After you didn't have the balls to tell Fauci, you know. No, they're scum, dude. I, I, like I say, <laughs> I don't know if you heard like the beginning of the stream whilst you were stuffing your face with pizza. <laughs> I was just saying, you know, I've, I've been sort of toying with the idea, you know, just, ah, you know, why, I, got, I got a little bit, little, little bit of, you know, fuel left in the tank that I could just say, go in and just run a, run a lab for 10 years and get 10 years worth more of data from primates 
specifically directed at this question. Oh, look, I'd couch it in, I want to understand the neurotrophic and the, you know, the neuropathology, etc. Um, but, you know, there's a whole bunch that we could do. But then I just think, I, as I was getting ready, I'm scrolling through science and there's, you know, it's LGBTQ whatever I'm <laughs> just I'm like the people I cannot do it these are the people that have conspired against humanity um, because we're not good enough to understand well look it's if it's if it's really a case of just my um, uh, personal philosophy and just this gust getting in the way of what is you know potentially well say life changing data for people who are dependent upon the the results of all this that we're looking at um then i should i should swallow my um, principles in this instance and go and get the job done um the <laughs> but then I know, yeah. you know. uh, i've probably just been i dare say i dare say i'm trying to uh to set an example I'm not really sure what but i mean if i can do it uh, I mean, it just means me yeah. doing job applications. <laughs> I, I hope. Now, I really, just, I really just want, I want to sit down with Robert Gary and ask him. Why. What were you thinking, asshole? No, just like, um, did you ever have balls or like, why did you, you were willing to, to do all that for what, for your grandchildren? So they can grow up and live in a world where we have to wonder if we're going to class switch ourselves out of existence or some crazy shit. Or you could just have the boss stand up and say no. But no, no, he's still in the top 10 list of grant funds from Fauci. So, yeah, that's that. It's ego, bro. You, you, you have no idea how much it drives these people. I mean, shit, I thought I knew. I, I thought Marines had it pretty good. I was wrong. Uh, because at least Marines had something to be proud of. And the yeah. reason we have confidence because ooh, we've done a thing or two. I, yeah. You've had skin in the game. Real, real, real skin. Actual danger. Not, uh, not, not just... Not danger, not danger that we created. And then inflicted upon mankind, and then didn't have the balls to claim. So, yeah, they're, they're just reprehensible. Um, and look, part part of me, oh, he says they don't deserve to be treated in any academic fashion whatsoever. In my, in my, no. Uh, but no. the the, pro the problem to be treated as as a suspected felons well more yeah. than that but I mean, war criminals they should be indicted and let the law figure it out mm. 
I'm tired of business owners and, you know, vaccine skeptics getting torched and told that they're witches. Well, we've got a whole new, got a whole new book to read through of, of new new things they're going to call us. <laughs> Can't wait to look at that. Hey, I, I see. just want to meet one of these people face to face. Oh, that'd be awesome, yeah. right? I mean, and you know, you know me. I'm I'm as tall as you are. Like, <laughs> we're short. I mean, I'm sure Stuart Neal's like seven four or something. Nah, he's a short, short ass, walky pig. I can Sorry. assure you this, he's never been smacked in the mouth. <laughs> he's never he's never just been talking to someone who just oh, I'll, oh, I'll be honest, I, I, I there go my teeth. I don't think I would have to strike him. I think I could just flinch. <laughs> and he'd piss himself. It's not and it's not because I'm intimidating, it's just because he's a giant fupa. So mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dog, but if you, for such a loser to like defend this crap when he obviously was never going to become a hero himself and so he's this is the only time he's ever going to be remotely um valid and it's only because he is a lickspittle for um people who have actually you know more credibility well not more credibility more uh more well he's, he's just um farah's little buggery boy basically that that's that's what he is um and you know it's that yeah loser. they're all oxbridge this this philip markelin guy um it's so funny because i re i remember you know like a year ago when i i had fewer followers than he did um you know because he's got like two thousand or something and i don't know if i was him and I would look around and see, you know, that like this is what I'm doing. Like I'm a communicator for for the real science, and nobody cares about you. What are you fighting for? Like you look like a desperate little. I don't even know. Like yeah, but it's like you, like you you're desperate to become a concubine for. But that, that, a, know, lot, a lot of or, academics are. Someone. That's how they get through. That they, they become the pets of PIs and professors, and um, it's a very sort of, uh, as you say, sort of parasocial type relationship. And uh, so they don't even know what to make of me. Then, like, I'm just some random non-scientist who it, just goes off. And you scared the shit out of him. I can absolutely assure you. Well, you know, what's funny is the irony in all of it is is that I've never tried to be right all the time. I've just tried to read the shit out of the science and understand what the hell is happening. And uh, but they, they don't even interact with me anymore, which is fine because then I just make funny memes about them and, and, and tag them. But Dang. like, I don't know. Do I? I know there's plenty of holes in my knowledge, so I don't. I know it's not like I'm unassailable. 
Why no, but the, so but the thing is, there's there's a thoroughness to your research, and and the other thing, bro, is that you you you're coming at it from a well, it's essentially a very practical, mission orientated um, approach, right? That something happened, we have to de we, we have to deconstruct what this is, and so you were trained with a bunch of tools and and how to sort of approach these, um, I don't know. Events, you know, leaks, whatever. <laughs> um, weapons being fired downrange, but but you know, you were you were trained and trained to an extent where you were good enough to teach the next generation how to do those techniques, and all you've done is gone and just apply them at, at, at a practical level. So essentially, you've just picked it up in your stride, and um, you've. And that frightens these people because, one, you're just you're bang on accurate all the time, and they can't control you because you're not in that academic type system. And if you're if you're uncontrollable in that sense, then all they can do is try to just censor you, to shut you down, censor you. And they can't. They, 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 there is absolutely zero chance of them engaging in anything approximating uh, academic argument. No one, no one was going to engage me in an argument about prions and neurodegenerative disorders around SARS. No, no. It was. It was a. It was a viral problem. It was a respiratory problem. It was an epidemiological problem. It was the who and. They they don't want to move outside their comfort zone, and that they I think that they thought that they had put enough infrastructure in place, legislation in place, that when the time came that this event did happen, that they were um, they would be, well actually we've seen that they have been pretty effective in shutting people down. I don't think what they expected was that people would that we would just oh we would we could talk, right, and so we can reach out across the internet and we can start chatting with people and just say look what what do you think of this, and and sort of join forces that way and I don't think they'd really accounted for how powerful that could be, and you know the the simple fact is that the work that you've done like what we just reviewed today and you know the um just the premise of the blind watchmaker um it's it's very very hard for them to deconstruct academically you know what they're going to do they they're going to go down the avenue of calling you a conspiracy theorist and a a loon. That's what that book's for that they've just published, right? That everything around the, 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 the direction that they're taking is that they're methodically going, loading, loading the scientific journals with dog shit like that science paper and then writing academic books with chapters from God knows who. <laughs> just... The resort to the it's conspiracy, uh, it's ethno nationalist. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. so predictable. It's probably just my whiteness. Yeah, it's probably just my whiteness that yep. causes me to to be angry at the fact that they're killing millions of people. That white privilege. Mm -hmm. How dare you, sir? I apologize. Yes, I I take back everything I've done. That care for uh, mankind. Try better next time to. You, you should be out. Uh, to to, let, to gather facilitating uh, shoplifters. What you should be doing. It's true. I mean, I've always wanted to enable vaccine deaths and fentanyl deaths. Michelle, I don't even know what I'd be doing right now if I wasn't, uh, wasn't doing this. Well, no doubt out there oh. distributing fentanyl for the good of mankind. Well, I think for the good of mankind, I should... Oh, yeah, I can't say that. I do want to run for office someday. Oh well. All right, uh, dude. I got to. Sacrifices we make. For... I I got to um pull the pin on this. The wife is uh, calling. It's uh, dinner time here. Um, I hope. Right. Uh, look, if you want um help. Yes. We do need to do something. We do need to start coordinating. To figure something out. Yeah, and we need to get some outside help, but. Uh, but look, the, the backbone, you can start straight away. You've already got the figures. You've already got the numbers, etc. Just, uh, I don't know, write it out. Well, like I say, I'm happy to write. We can break it up into sections if you want. Like, I mean, you've got, you've got the results section, right? And so you can do that. And then, I don't know, I can write an introduction, an abstract, and, um, and then we can... Um, quickly put together a discussion and um and then get the citations in you know i've got reference manager <laughs> we can use that and um, well, i guess it's a good thing that i don't have anything else i'm writing right now so that I'll work out. so we'll do that all right uh there you are folks um i'm yeah i've i've, I've got a another stream I don't know, Saturday sometime but uh, thank you Charles I uh, hope, hope this was elucidating for everyone it is um, it's, it never fails to amaze me just what these scumbags have done <laughs> they mostly come out at night mostly <laughs> Oh, well. Kick the tires, light the fires. Yes. Indeed. My express elevator to hell, sir. All right, I'll end this. Take care. Come on, Rixie. Uh, for everyone that's watching, I don't have time to read uh, the comments. Cut. Dinner time for the doc. All right. Uh, you all take care. I will see you in the next one. Take care. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear to you, this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these peppers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throws you on fucking blood, man. 
guy. This guy. Let off! 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 Let off!